everyone. Welcome back to the Suspense is Killing Us podcast. It's me, Gear Co's Kevin Clark. Travis Vote. Matt Lynch, hi. Hi, we're all here. How do you do, everyone? We had a nice break. Yeah. Yeah. We had a break. Two weeks you off. You guys didn't get a break from us. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I mean, I, have, I mean, I assume you enjoy listening to us, so that's good. <laughs> there are. I do have a couple podcasts that I listen to that I don't like, so there are presumably some people <laughs> really? out there who are like, fucking. Which one another you, sus- to you don't like? Another suspense is killing this podcast. I don't have time to listen to podcast. the like. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck these guys. I'm going to listen to it all the way through. <laughs> suspense is killing me. <laughs> Uh, Maybe. Which ones yeah. don't you like that you listen to? Uh, yeah, call them out. Uh, <laughs> Let's name names. <laughs> uh, well, they wouldn't. Culture Gap Not that, not that it would ever be like brought up with them, or anything, but they would understand. There's a podcast called Doughboys. Never um, heard of it. Where they eat fast food and hate each other, and it, it's miserable. All right. <laughs> but I've listened to every episode of it, <laughs> and will continue to do so. Fascinating. And I really do like click on it when I was like, this fucking thing. Wow. Know, I'm going to listen to it all the way through. Like, it's not like I hate it all the way through, but it's just kind of like an unpleasant experience. Jeez, okay. <laughs> every time. I don't. It's very contentious on that one, and we don't tend to be contentious. People don't know we we hate each other when we're not recording. Oh god, it can get a little contentious on the show, but as soon as we stop recording, oh, we, it's like blood. It's just staring daggers, yeah, if awful. not actually using real daggers. On yeah, each yeah, other. yeah. I brought. I did bring my daggers, so I'm hope. I forgot I'm, my daggers. It's been a couple weeks. I so do I'm have hoping, a glass bottle. Yeah, well, that'll do. Yeah, that'll do. I have I, the advantage because we recorded at my house, and I have all my daggers here. <laughs> You're sitting on the throne of daggers that you constructed for yourself. (laughs) Well, you know, I live upstairs. It's so uncomfortable. I live upstairs, and I just didn't think it was fair to bring my sword to the front. Kevin's got a. He only has one sword, but it's so big. It's very big. He stabs it through the ceiling. It's a really big sword. It's one of those Final Fantasy swords. (laughs) Jeez. I can barely hold it up. It it weighs over 100 pounds. It actually has a groove in its blade for you to hook over your shoulder. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. It's not very good. I hate that sword, and it takes up so much. Yeah, it's got its own it room. Takes up so much space. <laughs> That's the sword room. <laughs> Don't go in there. We only have two rooms. <laughs> That's the sword room. You can't That's open the, the door all the way. The the one sword that's in there is too big. <laughs> I don't know how I got it. I don't in even there. know how I got it in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an, it's a magic trick. Oh, oh magic. that was good. That's fun. But what's 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 going on? We were talking about Tenet. Well, Matt's yeah. talked about it here before, but I've now I finally now, saw right? it. And now then the one person that hasn't seen Tenet. Anyway. So maybe I'll be able to weigh in on Tenet. But uh, needless to say, since nobody really likes that movie very much, <laughs> uh, Kevin didn't like it. I did. Matt's not. ambivalent about it. Yeah, I would say I'm I'm am on the I'm I am ambivalent, but I feel like if I watched it again, I would go into dislike. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny because I, I started I could, out the whole time I was watching. I kept thinking. Matt's watched this fucking movie three times, right. and I mean that's not that's not uh, odd for you no, to watch isn't. a movie that you only kind of like or don't like three or four oh, times. Matt will watch a movie. He but hates I was just five like, yeah. I was like, you know, I know you have watched like Justice League, the, the Whedon one, uh-huh. like a bunch of times. No, only twice. Well, still that's too many. But anyway, okay. But like you've watched it more than once, right? And I was like, you know, I can see that. I right. can see that. But I was like halfway through Tenet, going like, why would anyone want to watch this again? Anyway. Well, in fairness, the first time I watched it was on a cam rip, so I wanted to see it, you know, properly once once yeah. there was a good version <laughs> okay, of it out. Fair enough. So then I but then I was like, so I went from ambivalent to like, oh no, okay, I like this more. And then I watched it again because I thought I liked it, and I was like, oh no, wait, I'm still pretty ambivalent <laughs> about this. The third time was the time where I was like, ah, this isn't a thing. I gotta say though, Nolan's fight to get it in theaters was the correct move for him and the movie because I know I would have liked it more if I'd seen it in the theater. Mm-hmm. It would totally be one that I saw in the theater and then was like, that was fine, and then maybe. Like thought about it and gone like not really, yeah, and yeah. then later saw it, maybe watched it again on on my TV and gone like, well this isn't good. <laughs> this is That's why Nolan was so sweaty about the whole thing. Because like, no, because people yeah. aren't gonna like yeah. it as much. It's, ah, I didn't. It's not. <laughs> it's not as good. Yeah, you gotta help me. My daughter's not talented. <laughs> 
It's My a- children need wine. <laughs> it's a big, loud Nolan movie. And so in uh-huh. the theater, I'm sure that just that, you know, that uh, aspect of it would have gotten me a little more. Mm-hmm. But watching it at home on my TV was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> eh. And the sound was turned up pretty loud, you know? Sure. <laughs> Crank that fucker. Kevin only has a 13-inch like black and white TV, though, yeah. so that might be part of the problem. <laughs> I watched Armageddon the other night. And I still love that movie. Mm-hmm. Possible, a, a great film. Yeah, you said Patreon I walked in here and you're like, "You want to do an Armageddon Patreon?" I'm like, "Yes." Well, I was just talking. I was just, <laughs> it's just weirdly coincident. I was just talking to a friend of mine about that movie yesterday, who had also just seen it, and I was telling him like, "I have a friend who I record a podcast with, who uh, is a huge fan of that movie," and he was like, "Why?" And, then, oh. and I was like trying to kind of like he doesn't no, he doesn't he doesn't right, listen he doesn't to the podcast he doesn't know your whole fucking deal. It's very right. hard to explain your deal. Uh, and and ba- but basically, I kind of he, he basically went like I'm just watching that movie and I feel like it hates me and I was like that's why Matt likes it that's how I, I don't felt. Know, I that's his only optimistic like nice movie too right that's how I felt for years too is that it, that movie hated me until we did Matt and I did another podcast years ago the the Bayham where we did where we did a podcast for each one of his movies and then I. I came around on it a little. Wow. I was kind of like, and and I'll tell you why. It's because if you watch it, if you watch it in oh, context, with with other stuff. although The Rock is my favorite, actually, sure, I do sure. like the, I do love The Rock. But like, if you watch it in context with all of his other movies, or like if you like, it's like actually like if you watch the Transformers movies and then watch Armageddon, right? Like going back to Armageddon, you're like, this is so quaint. Yeah, These guys, <laughs> this, this is, is a so ni- it's like it's like this is a nice movie. Yeah, it yeah. like feels like a nice movie, but it, it's it's in that context of Michael Bay where you're like. Fuck that! Because it's basically like gonna this literally is a nice shoot movie. my daughter's lover with a shotgun yeah. on yeah, this yeah. gas yeah, mine. Yeah, exactly. This gas mine. This Jesus gas mine. Christ. This hey. is a nice movie to ban a gas mine compared to you know yeah. uh, Transformers Two or whatever. Fuck. <laughs> so I was talking about this the other night on Twitter, and somebody was like, "I think The Rock is pretty optimistic," and I'm like, "Yes, that's true." But The Rock ends with like them on the run from a duplicitous FBI for being like complacent, like complicit <laughs> in the JFK assassination, and it's like in Armageddon they save the world, and there's a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> You want to find out who shot JFK, honey? Are they on the run? I thought that they were just... That, that well, they've, got honeymoon. The, they've got the footage from the church, and it's assumed that they're going to have to hightail it. Oh, but yeah. I, I assume that he just told him where it was and that nobody else knows that oh, he knows yeah. where it is. They are the, the guy who runs the, the church guy. Yeah. <laughs> the church guy is chasing after them when they're leaving. Because well, they, they broke... Because they broke... I think they, it stole they had, from him. They had to break a church pew in order to get it. They had to break a Absolutely. So... They destroyed that... That holy man's this property. This is God's house, one of God's millions of houses. <laughs> you taking? You stop taking those secrets from my pews. God's a real shit. He's got so many houses. People bitch about Bezos having too many houses. God's but a real God's shit. Got, God's got all the houses. Yeah, I mean, what's what? There's a real housing crisis in, in Washington State and Seattle right now. Yeah, exactly. And God's got all these fucking houses. And in Ballard, where we all live, that there's a law in the books that there's a church, church. for every bar. Is that true? Even I so? mean, it is true, but I don't think it's. I mean, enforced. That, that legend is true, but I don't think That's, it's. Enforced yeah, that anymore. is one of those uh, one comely made of. No virtues, true. Right, right. But, that, well, what do you know? <laughs> forget it, about the pigs. Where are my broads? <laughs> but I think it is the reason why there's so many churches in Ballard. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> and, and there are a lot and of so many bars. I don't know. I, I think there would be more bars if there were less churches. We yeah. should close some of the churches. It's a real impediment bars. to small businesses. Yeah, we I live mean. in a we live in a godless hellhole, uh, <laughs> Seattle, and so like it doesn't surprise me so much to see so many churches around here because you know history or whatever. But yeah. it, it always does surprise me when I see people in the churches. <laughs> yeah, like like, uh, like sometimes I'll be on my way to a bar those are, those or whatever are. on a Sunday and see people filing out of a church. I'm like, who are you? Those people, people are the homeless people who have to live in the church. Oh. <laughs> I don't 
think so. I don't know. Churches don't let homeless people live in them. They do yeah. in Ballard. That's not, that's not what Christliness is anymore. <laughs> No. They live in the park, <laughs> and they're gonna try to get them to move to an. They're gonna try to move them to an island. Yeah, Jesus. Which one would be? I, I don't think. No, it is. A, <laughs> no, it it's, is a, it's a garbage island. They just made it a landfill. Put it in the middle of the fucking sound. The, the Puget Sound uh, garbage gyre. Yeah. That we have swirling around right in the middle of there. They put the homeless yeah, it's people made in there. Nothing but plastic bottles. Yeah. Forget that wow. they. Put, forget that they put them there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Holiness. I don't know. Are we voting on that soon or yes. what? Okay. <laughs> And you're and I know how you're voting. Do you? Yes. Oh, you, do you're you? Pro, you're pro. You're pro exile to garbage island. <laughs> Am I? Yes. To garbage island. Well, I haven't heard any good arguments for the opposite. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, there it, aren't any. And the thing is, it costs like three times more to put them on garbage island than it would to just give them houses. Give them a house. <laughs> yeah. But goddamn it, I want to do the cruel thing. Look, I don't want it. <laughs> if we gave them houses, that wouldn't be I cruel. I don't want it obscuring my view of another building that's obscuring my view of the mountain. <laughs> I don't want people getting something for nothing. I want them getting a garbage island for lots. <laughs> oh boy! We, look at that. We just we, got, we just we solved got. the Seattle housing crisis right there. Jeez. Oh. I hope they're listening. I hope their legislature is listening right now. Yeah. God, that person that hates this podcast that still listens to it every time is so fucking. He's pissed really right mad now. right now. Yeah. They were already mad that we talked about how it was snowing in Seattle for so long. <laughs> God damn it! They were talking about snow. Now they're talking about were now they're doing trenches satire. No. Oh. I, no, I just I just realized that we did talk about the yeah. snow for a long time. <laughs> a few people brought it up, but nobody brought it up negatively. They just no, were no, making no. fun of us, which is fine. It was just, uh, but anyway, we were we we were that was when we were uh, we had a lot of runway on this, and so it was like three week three or four weeks ago. We're we're inundated with snow here, and that was like it's springtime now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know. It's, a, it's like a little time warp. It's fun. It's yeah. a little time warp. Speaking of time warps. Oh. Uh, let's step into a world. Let's step into a world. Communist. Where there was a war. Communist Russia. A, a, a war, but not a hot war. No, more no, no, of no, a no, no, no. cold war. Yeah. <laughs> let's not step into a tepid. time a few weeks ago when director Michael Apted was still alive. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, so. we had runway, and we also had episodes that we were planning on doing. Yeah. But we got we got around to doing it finally. Mm-hmm. Michael Apted, Apted pupil, Apted bad pupil. aptitude, bad aptitude. Mm. We're doing Apted, Apted pupil. I know. I just thought it would be. Oh, a fun I just, I just, oh, okay. A few bad Aptids. Yeah. Eh. These are. <laughs> There's two of them. Uh, I, oh, well, oh no! One of them is actually a very good movie. One of them's really good. Yeah, uh, one and of them's very good. I was good, fine yeah. with the others. One of them's very good. Uh, and I like. I actually I liked one of them, and the other one I like barely. I almost. I almost kind of liked at times. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we're gonna <laughs> That's do. That's generous. My we're doing 1983's Gorky Park, yeah. 1992's Thunderheart. And 1996's Extreme Measures. Yeah. And has been pointed out, we have uh, watched two other Apted movies right. on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. Blink, of course. Mm-hmm. And Enough. Uh, Enough. Enough, which was which we liked, which uh, I liked movie. a lot more than I, I think, thought I would. I think I, I can't remember how I felt landing on Enough. I think I liked it, we but like it, it. could have been better. Like it almost was great. You were, you, were I, mostly, I, you were mostly mad that it was a PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's that's. I decided that I liked it, and it couldn't. It could not be better. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> uh, which is which is the case in actually all three of these movies. Even the one that I think is actually close to great yeah. in this is that like yeah, they, they're all they're all like they're all like almost there. And the one that's almost great is uh, great because is because it's like. I don't know. It's just it's like just it's sturdy and it's sturdy in. and good. Yeah, and the other two are kind of like, eh, you're almost there, sort of. Well, the <laughs> other two, the other two are based on like best-selling kind of airport novels. Yeah, 
and uh, and the uh, the middle one, Thunderheart, is is more of an original thing, and yeah. also comes out of like a pet interest of of Apted's. Mm-hmm. So well, he's definitely he seems more invested in that movie. Well, he's I mean, Apted like was one of those guys, and I don't know that it was a one for him, one for them kind of thing. But he was he was he was back and forth between like you know sort of like you'd see those studio gigs, like the ones we've covered before, and like actually all three of these, or like his for, James Bond movie. Yeah, or like except for like Thunderheart, which it seems like is more of it. But then he'd do a documentary, mm-hmm. you know. He'd so he but he's always doing the up documentaries, or he'd make something like Gorillas in the Mist, yeah, you know, and then go like, and eh, now I'm gonna do Gorky Park or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which I think was before that but anyway you know what i mean uh, like extreme measures is totally just like one of those like here's uh-huh. a studio thriller that you're gonna do by a director who's a little better than that but it's like you know what i'm gonna do this or it's like in blink where i read that he the reason he wanted to make the movie is because he wanted to make a movie in chicago right and you're oh, like oh yeah and which clearly because there's he's like let's get, get me a chicago band yeah which I think is get like, me Farina. At first, All you kind of go like that's it, Irish or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's a great reason. <laughs> My to brother make a movie, was a cop. If you want to, you want to shoot a movie in Chicago? Sure, yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Why not? Yeah, do a fucking movie so in Chicago. Fucking see movie if in I Chicago. Can. But uh, yeah, but he's I don't know. He's generally a pretty solid director. I think, and uh, huh. I think in all three of these, he's uh, a, a journeyman. Yeah, yeah, and I think that he's. Uh, an underrated. I, well, I was talking to you about this, Matt, about how like it made sense after watching these that they would call him up to do a Bond. Of course, then you told me that all the all the action scenes in the Bond movies were shot by second unit. <laughs> but I was because in all three of these movies, there's like cool action scenes, yeah, yeah. and you're like, he's really good at it. Might you handle that nasty and, business? And for I guess. <laughs> and I guess in in enough there was like you know some good action too. Mm-hmm. But it's like that weird thing where I, when I think of when Michael Apted comes up. The first thing you think of isn't like good action Solid scenes. action craftsman. No, no, no. <laughs> Solid action craftsman, you know, which he was. Yeah. But uh but like uh apparently not in the Bond movie. They, nah. they don't they, well, don't, that, those they movies, don't let those directors those movies do are that. like, you know, the yeah. the earlier version of the sort of the Marvel template. It's like we designed these for you right. and then you just come in and shoot it. Yeah. Right. And then you're the an administrator. Second, you know, yeah, We've exactly. got the action scenes ready to go. Don't worry about that. We want you to keep <laughs> the actors happy and make it look good. We right. prevised all of this. Yeah. Uh which which bond is it the world is not enough? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm a minority opinion. I think that's the best Brosnan one. Okay, who else is in that? That's the one where Robert Carlyle is the dude who ah, doesn't feel pain. Ah. He's got all the stuff in his face. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bullet in his brain, and then Sophie Marceau Sophie is the Marceau. is sort of the the, the stealth uh, twist villain in it. Uh, I just saw I saw this movie within the last year, and it's good. Has don't, one don't, don't, have, a, don't have that's a Bond uh, movie. For has a lot of really good has a lot of really good action sequences. The opening sequences, like the boat chase on the Thames. Nope, nope, don't remember <laughs> Not that. Ringing a bell. Then there's a there's a big there's a big ski sequence where he fights these guys in parahawks, like snowmobiles with parachutes on them. And then uh, uh, yeah. the the finale okay. the finale is in a submarine, a sunken submarine. There's a scene where oh, these helicopters cool. have the saw blades and they're chasing them. That's the one with Denise Richards. Is the one. Uh, the one with the, okay, it's the one with Denise Denise as Christmas Jones, Chris, Doctor Christmas Jones. And I thought Christmas ca- came just once. I, I thought Christmas only came once a year. That's right. <laughs> and then she goes, "I didn't come." And then it cuts to <laughs> rolls cut to credits. Pierce Brosnan looks right at the camera and goes like, Whoa. "James Bond will He's return." Sad, this I never guess. happened to the other fella. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now I remember. <laughs> now I remember. Anyway, I really, it's a good one. I really like that one. Garbage did the theme song for that one too. I like that one. That's right. Yeah, good movie. <laughs> was it garbage? This song was it is just garbage. Mansion was it garbage? It was garbage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. She got all. She got Butch Vig and the gang back. She so well, one she totally score. did. Yeah. <laughs> you know the names of the other people in Garbage? Well, that's like Butch his, Vig's. Very, they're kind of Butch famous. Butch Vig is. It's his band. Yeah. He d- he produced Nirvana and all this. It doesn't oh. matter. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I know. Doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah. That, fucking that's how who. that's how I feel when you talk about Vigman or whatever. Vigman. Peter Vigman. Peter Vigman from Ghostbusters. I don't know. <laughs> from the band Garbage. You know? <laughs> and I'm constantly talking about him, too. Uh, like, you it's insufferable. But well, you've also got that tattoo of him on your face. Well, I had it removed. It looks way worse now. Still. <laughs> yeah, it actually looks... It was a I tattoo re- of his face <laughs> on your face. It. I removed it myself with a cheese grater. <laughs> Oh boy, that was all right. All right, all right. Gorky Park. Speaking of removing things with cheese graters, I don't know. Speaking of people getting their faces ripped off, which does happen in this movie. That does happen in this movie. In Russia, a land of mystery. In Moscow, a city of secrecy. There was one place of peace and safety. A place where an American has been murdered. A place called Gorky Park. Look. No face. Sliced right off. Bodies carved up in the middle of Moscow. Who knows where it could lead? The answers lie somewhere between what is said. It is more than possible that KGB killed those three people. And what is done. I didn't kill him. It doesn't make any difference who pulled the trigger, but you're the one that's going to pay for it. Between what is known. I have established that you knew all three of them. What are we talking about? Dead bodies in Gorky Park. And what is hidden? Either you are with them, in which case it doesn't matter where I run. You'll be trapped here. They saw me last night. Between those who enforce the law. I'm saving a life. Whose? Mine. It starts. <laughs> it starts with okay. First and foremost, this is a movie that takes place in Soviet Russia. Uh, so that's the whole. That's the whole thrust. I mean, it's based on William, the, William Hurt plays a fucking Soviet the, police officer. It's so weird. All right, Martin Cruz Smith. Martin Cruz Smith, based Cruz on a Smith. famous book by Martin Cruz Smith. Huge hit in the eighties about a, poli- a Russian, a Soviet police officer investigating a series of murders. Ar- Arkady Bacardi. Arkady Bacardi. Uh, they've got. He's got like these Russians always have three names, so everyone's always calling him one of three names. Arkady Petrovich, <laughs> Petrovich, Ilovanovich. Anyway, and okay. First of all, let me let me just point out that this that this is has a special place in my heart. Not necessarily the movie, but just the uh, the IP, because my dad had this book. Of course, and I was really good at finding sex scenes in adult books <laughs> oh, when yeah. I was a little kid. We've talked about that before, I think. We've talked about it before, yeah. but this is one of the big ones, and I always knew where all the sex scenes in this book were, yeah. and uh, I'd go right to them and read them all the time. This is what we had to do before we had the internet, the, kids. <laughs> the sex scene in this movie is pretty good, it's, too. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, it's, long, it's long. They're going for it. It's like it's a sex scene where I go, I, you know, that one, that kind where you're watching, and you go... You go okay, so now they're now she's naked. Okay, now they're now they're having sex, and now it's gonna. You, you keep thinking now it's gonna cut, and it keeps going <laughs> a little like, longer. Jesus like, Christ! Okay, no, I think they're gonna actually. It's I think I think William Hurt is having and sex I, with and this I lady think they now. had to do that, do that because the book is a was a hot property, and it like one of the deals with it was that it was a sexy book. Yeah. I think I they mean, had to do it because absolutely nothing fucking happens in this whole entire movie, <laughs> and and it's the most boring movie There's, in the whole world. Well, Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, but I, 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 did, I just wanted to, like, while I'm talking about it, I want to point out that there is a, a line from the sex scenes in the book uh, I, that I still retain to this day. And this it, is in the it, book, not in the movie. This is in the book, not in the movie, and it doesn't happen in the movie. And I was really hoping it would, but it was a line that that absolutely mystified me when I was a kid. It's like in Soviet been, Russia. In Soviet Russia. <laughs> Penis penetrates you. Oh, I don't boy. fucking know. <laughs> uh, but uh, but it, the line is he entered her standing up. Oh, which is like still and it, and it was like I was like ten, eleven reading this and just sort of like I know what I don't know what 
any of that means, but I kind of do. <laughs> did you ever figure it out? Nope. Okay. Never did. It doesn't so, seem possible. Hey, if anybody can let us. You can't fuck someone standing up. I've seen pictures. You're lying in bed. Anybody Sex can is for beds. That means. <laughs> Somebody please let us know. At least, Hashtag, a, at least a cot. Hashtag he entered her standing up. <laughs> well, that's how they have to do it in Russia because <laughs> you can't they don't sit have down beds. for a second they because don't have, of the. It's there aren't enough of beds. The, uh, it's well, because of the equator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's because of the. It's because of the other hemisphere. It's the mag- magne- yeah. magnetic fields. If you lay down for a second, Brezhnev will towel snap you until you get working again. Yeah, that's because they're in the eastern hemisphere. That's why. <laughs> Their toilets go. They have to wait in line. They have to wait in line to fuck each other. The Coriolis effect is why they have to fuck standing up. Yeah, there are there are bread lines for that and and for and for fucking lying down. It hurts lines. too much. In Soviet Russia, down. he entered her standing up. Yeah, and you have to defrost first. And uh, that's how you can tell they didn't film this in Russia is because when they have the sex scene, they do it lying down. Did they film it? They filmed this in like Budapest, Finland, and Helsinki, uh, and uh, Sweden. Sweden. That because really pisses which, me off. Which, well, and well, I mean, there's a, there's a reason for no, it. No, I know why. At the time, which is the big my big problem with this movie, and I think the thing that probably was a draw at the time was that it was like this movie about yeah this world, Russia, this exotic, scary. There's world. a lot of movies in this early in the early '80s that are like that, where it's like this like the about Russia, you know, that are like look at fucking Russia, and it's kind of opened up to where we were like they were like exploring r- movies were exploring Russians as people mm-hmm. at this yeah. point. Imagine in this, you know, and Picture and so like if you will. So like I feel like this movie probably at the time was Seemed kind of exotic, more of a big deal. And but it also but the problem is that they couldn't film it in Russia right. because of you know the Cold, the Cold War. War. And also like they were still doing that old Hollywood thing where they were like. You know, everybody. Everybody's the, British. Everybody's well. Everybody's Ugh. British or like American actors or whatever. And so William Hurt's character is like uh, uh, supposed to be a Ru- supposed to be a Russian, and the, it wouldn't be a problem, except that like two of the other characters in the movie, two of their main characters are Americans. And at one point, he runs into uh, uh, not George Kennedy. What the fuck? Lee is Marvin. That? No, the uh, uh, the Dennehy. Denny. No, he runs Brian into Dennehy. he runs into Dead, the fat guy. <laughs> he, runs into, <laughs> he runs into Dennehy, and he's like they're like chasing each other, and Dennehy like says something, and he goes, and William Hurt goes. You're American. <laughs> but he says it like that. He says it like, you're American. He's doing like a very faint British accent, mm-hmm. sort of. And you're like, you're American. Like, it doesn't... If it was a Russian guy saying that, it would be like... I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you get it now. He's, he's, a, But he's like, you got, you sound the fucking same. They do yeah. this They do this weird thing, and Hap, Apted <laughs> talks about it in this uh, bonus feature uh, for the movie. Oh, okay. Where it, where it literally was deliberate, where he's like, and, and in this film, the Brit- the people who are Russian would have English accents, and so, of course, uh, William Hurt had to do a British accent, and I was like, oof. So this, okay, so that was like, he, he was instructed to do this, and his... Accent is it's terrible. Very strange. He's very bad in this movie. He's pretty bad. William Hurt is oh, all over the place. I've definitely enjoyed him and stuff, but sure. a lot of times you're like, William, what the? Why? Why this guy? I mean, we've talked about, and um, he's just so weird in this. Body Heat before, and I like him in that. Yeah, he's sure. good in Body Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, the, the Russia thing in this <laughs> history of violence. Is, yeah, I, like, I love him in that. <laughs> the Russia thing in this sucks. Okay, fine. They couldn't shoot it there for logistical reasons. You know, they weren't allowed to shoot in Russia. Fine. It just makes it a problem. Like I think at the time, people could you could go like, okay, well, but now care. now you watch it and go like, well, why didn't they shoot it in Russia? You have to like, you know, and I think that you go, oh, okay, it's, that's why. You know, it's it, it's, it's just, less it's less that I'm sitting there going, why didn't they shoot it in Russia? It's that not only could they not shoot it in Russia, the movie doesn't have anything to do with taking place in Russia. Yeah. It's not about the condition of of 
of living in the Soviet Union, and some of the characters are desperate to escape for reasons we don't really care about or are articulated, except that we are, as Americans, supposed to understand that it sucks there. Exactly, And yeah. but when you watch the movie now, when you're not balls deep in this Cold War right. shit, and America's like fear of Soviet Union, they shot this thing in Helsinki. Yeah. It looks nice. Right. And so this lady's like, I'm, I will do anything I have to to get out of here. And you're like, why? I mean, and it's a nice like looking town. It feels like it was concocted by yeah. someone who has no understanding or idea of the conditions and the inner lives of the people that he's talking about. Yep. I recently watched a movie that I've loved for years since I was a little kid, even before I sort of understood it, and it's the John le Carré adaptation, The Russia House, oh. from 1990. It's Sean Connery, Michelle Pfeiffer, and that was shot in Russia, and it was written by John le Carré, and, and, and so, like, and the, the script was by Tom Stoppard. Jesus. And so it's, that movie is, like, an anti-thriller kind of like this is where it's like it's not really about a mystery or anything like that it's about watching these characters live their lives in this unusual place and that movie's so much more alive and sort of attuned to how people behave in that society this doesn't care about it at all yeah and it's really boring because it's trying to shoehorn this crappy thriller into what should be and seems to want to be a drama about this man falling in love with his woman and having to give up something to secure her freedom. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's also it doesn't help that it's less alive because William, William Hurt is the main character. And it does that thing that movies William. did back then where if, you, if anybody who's Russian in the movies is a robot, yeah. And like the only characters that that aren't like just walking straight like robots are Brian Dennehy, who's a fucking vulgar asshole, and Lee Marvin, <laughs> Lee who's the scariest Marvin. man alive. Yeah, I like I like Dennehy in this. I like He's Lee fun, Marvin. Yeah. In this. I like Dennehy's great, but De- like Dennehy's always great. Lee Marvin yeah. and Brian Dennehy can't even make their scenes exciting. Yeah, uh, they're doing whatever they they're doing what they can with their material and they're fun. I mean, I I I'm just you know I'm excited to see Lee Marvin and stuff, sure. and he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, he's, I'm gonna get some. But weird, his character gets some weird Russian ferrets. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, that that's that's probably my main problem with this movie. I mean, it's it, about it, smuggling sables, Who and they cares? don't. It's so fucking strange. Like, I try to try to wrap your head around this. Uh, so, sables, and I had to look this up. Sables are a, a marmot, essentially, a type of marmot that only exists in the Soviet or the you know former Soviet Soviet Russia, Russia in Siberia, and uh, and they use they make those those furry Russian hats out of them. Now, this is like apparently a apparently, and I had to find this out by looking it up. But it's like a huge cash commodity to sell these sables and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and you're not being, allowed to export them. You're not allowed to export them because of the Cold War and all that sort of thing. And, and it ends up being the center, the central part of the plot is that people are trying to smuggle six marmots. Turns this is out, true. Turns out to be 12 turns later. 12. Turns out to be tw- Either way, let's say it's 30. Say yeah. it's 100. Right. People are dying, like no, being murdered, and hundreds of thousands of dollars are talked about. And, you're, and they don't explain why. I mean, I'm sh- there might be a reason for it, but I don't know. They're how just, the they're just really valuable. Works. That's all we need to know. But they're that valuable. Evidently, it's so strange that s- that twelve critters and and like are you that know, valuable. I, I guess I wish now we're talking about. I wish that the, if the movie was more about that, sort you could of just like have, maybe if, it was about, if the movie was about how like isn't it silly that all this is you know sort of like Marge Gunderson at the end of Fargo, right? All this for a little bit for, of money. All this for twelve marmots, right? Well, it's like it's six. It's six to begin with, and then most most of the way through the movie, it's like actually he has twelve. The other six were a decoy bribe. And you're like, oh god. <laughs> and every time someone talks about these sables, everyone's like, oh, of course. Like th- he had to kill right. three people, and uh, and the, he he had to pay this person a hundred dollars to secure six marmots. And then and they're like, oh, of course. Wow, six marmots. Holy shit. And it's all about how like these people 
figured out that Lee Marvin was smuggling sables out of out of the, the Soviet Union, and so they decided to blackmail him so that he would get them out of Russia right. and help them emigrate to the West. <laughs> but instead, he murders them and cuts their cuts faces their faces off. <laughs> right. So that he doesn't have to. I mean, it seems For like the critters. I mean, there's yeah. It just seems like just do it if they're so valuable. Just then, then you don't get enmeshed in this what? conspiracy that not only takes him, not only gets him eventually killed because he's the bad guy, but like ensnares all these other like Russian apparatchiks. <laughs> And it's just like you could have just avoided this whole situation. Well, here. for him, the action is the Jews, right? Yeah, a little out. bit. <laughs> I just like killing, cutting people's faces off. I did. My, yeah, the my, marmots <laughs> are just a <laughs> just a cherry on top. I mean, I did like the part at the end when it shows William Hurt like freeing the sables. I loved that, and yeah. they're like jumping around. And you're like, whoa! And William, Woo-hoo! that was like the best acting in the movie because William Hurt had to like just act like. Like stoic and normal around these fucking these fucking <laughs> weasels that are and fucking they, flipping around, and they make like a terrifying like Tasmanian devil sound. They're like, <laughs> he's like unlocking he, he's like unlocking the cage like with no like with no emotion, and, and like I can't imagine what's going through. He said like Jesus Christ, I hope one of these doesn't fucking jump on my face because they're insane. They are thrashing. He would have had to do it in his accent to Jesus Christ. I hope one of them does well, not he's jump doing, on my he, face. I, we t- I can't put a fine enough point on it. William Hurt is do is. Wildly failing at doing an English accent yeah. to be a Russian, his accent is so weird and yeah. distracting. He's, we must go down <laughs> to, the, and but he's, sometimes he's not doing it. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it's, it's super weird. Uh, but, but the sable, but the sable part at the end is my far, my favorite part of the movie because I love critters. We're making this movie sound weirder than it actually is. Where it's just yeah. inert. I mean, it is weird that it ends it with, as much as with critters. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. I, okay, now in my in my defense of hating it probably too much, <laughs> you watched I, it. I watched it twice because I watched this movie. <laughs> I had I had never seen it since I was like a little kid. I know I watched it when I was uh, when I was on cable and I was like eight or something or ten, and didn't really remember anything about it. And I was bored one night and it was on Amazon Prime, so I'm like, oh, I'll watch this. And I was bored out of my skull. <laughs> and then it, when it came time to do this, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm watch Gorky Park again. Well, that's happened with me like a thousand sure, times sure. on this podcast. I'm just saying, like, I might be a little bit more angry about this because <laughs> I had to sit through it a second time to go yeah. like, is this really as boring as I thought it was a few months ago? <laughs> yes, it sure fucking is. I mean, yeah. it is a kind that of That happened movie. with me, and uh, with particularly with Never Talk to Strangers. <laughs> I was so bitter about that. That sucks. That's too bad. That's <laughs> I not was that bad either. Oh, you know how usually, that you, take, that's way worse how usually you take these sort of things in yeah. stride where, where you're like, we, we like uh, I have one. to watch this bad movie. You mean don't? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it, no, I'll, I'll, never talk to strangers. Yeah, just the Demorne one. Oh, I'll, I'll never tell. I'll never tell. I'll never tell. Don't say a word. Don't say a word. Thank okay. Sorry. Yeah. I knew what you, one you were talking about. Yes. Yeah. Never talk to sorry. strangers. Was never good. talk to strangers is great. Uh, yeah. Uh, but that that's the one. I can never even remember <laughs> the name. It's I'll never yeah. tell as far as anyone's concerned. Right. It's that's that not one, actually. Yeah. That one's no. Never talk to strangers is good. But uh, usually, don't say a word is definitely worse than this, but but also not as boring. <laughs> but usually with on this yeah, on this show, when, <laughs> it's like true. it's like kind of a joke when it's like, ugh, I gotta watch this shitty movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's du- that's a dumb problem to have. That's sure. not a problem at all. But but with that one, I was like, oh, I'm actually bummed out about this. <laughs> this <laughs> this is depressing me that I have to watch this movie. I I enjoy. I liked I liked the uh, the like uh, sort of. Uh, Standoff at the end. That mm-hmm. whole that whole sequence is yeah, what I, is, I enjoyed. I was like, I, I think it ended strong in that yeah, way. I agree. Uh, and I think that was so that was good because the whole movie you're like, was something gonna happen? And then there's a sex and you're like, well, something happened. So and then you're like, great. is something else gonna happen? And then they're like, okay, the standoff was pretty cool yeah. and it's well well choreographed and well shot. But it starts with a thing. And this kind of gives you an idea of how the, I think how we all three of us maybe feel about this movie is that 
there's a part before where he's like talking to Dennehy and he's like, before he goes into the final thing, he's like, okay, so here's what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, mm-hmm. it ends on like a close up of Dennehy kind of thinking, going like, okay. The <laughs> next time, yeah. he pulls, yeah, he pulls yeah. out his thing, and next time we see Dennehy, he's like strung up on he's a tree. He's tied to a tree dead. With he's his been guts disemboweled. spilled out. Yeah. And Lee Marvin's like, I killed him. And you're like, well, fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. I had to kill like, him and I had to disembowel him for some reason. It's, and it like takes the piss out of the whole thing because you're like, because well, you're like, they, they shot at Denny. He's like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. He's, and you're thinking like, it's going to be this action scene, and so we're not going to see Dennehy for a while. And then it immediately is like, <laughs> so no, dead. he's dead. And you're like, he's just really that, dead. That too. feels deliberate. Like he's yeah. like the the movie or Aptid is trying to like sort of like suck the tension out of it in a productive way, like to be like an anti thriller. Yeah, but and it it's doesn't like, hit. No, that, that way. doesn't work. Instead, it made me sad because the only <laughs> character I enjoyed watching was dead. <laughs> <laughs> And he's got like he's got this long plot where like defiantly dead too, one of the like, murder victims oh, is his son, and he's an American cop in Russia to get revenge for his son. There's like a long scene where William Hurt goes into his hotel room to like figure out who this weird American guy is, and he like finds a zip gun designed as a movie camera. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like is playing around with that. It's like a whole thing, and uh, Dennehy just sort of is like this sort of phantom who comes in and out of the movie. Yeah, and. Uh, has he could very easily be a figment of his imagination. Yeah, and it has absolutely no bearing on the plot. It's just that he wants to get to get Lee Marvin, and that's the other thing is like from the beginning of the movie, like maybe twenty minutes into it, uh, William Hurt's character meets Lee Marvin, the the murdering sable smuggler, <laughs> and it's like and it's like. Of them. This is the guy. This he killed these people, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, "No, what? Not the sable smuggler?" And he's like, "I'm pretty sure it was this guy." And he, and it's like, that's it. There's no investigation. And Lee Marvin is basically going like, "I'm pretty much the guy, or am I?" And like, well, you probably wouldn't act this way if you weren't. And and like the whole thing is he's got he's got this witness who is uh, what's the actress's name in this? I don't remember. Joanna Pacula. Jo- Joanna Pacula. Big that's fan. Right. I'm a big fan. And so she's like she's kind of involved with Lee Marvin's character maybe like as a as a girlfriend he's using he's her he's using her yeah for, but she's yeah. using him to well she wants to ha- yeah. she wants him to get her out of the country and he he's using the her young, for, he likes the young ladies right. and she right. likes the freedom of the west right so but but <laughs> which she, was like a big plot point in a lot of movies from this period too yeah. mm-hmm. which is like that like, but they, those movies tend to make Russia look a lot worse and in this one you're like right. oh, it's snowy yeah unless it's Rocky IV in which case it makes Russia look like it's way better <laughs> well they're, they're light years ahead of us <laughs> yeah, they have robot men. <laughs> I want to be on that side. <laughs> but uh, but her uh, her character, she's like a witness or a possible witness to the crimes because she knew all of the dead people. Yeah, and sure uh, did. there's this whole almost movie long subplot <laughs> where William Hurt is trying to get of uh, like a forensic recreation of the, oh, the dead people's yes. faces. Uh, and so he goes to a Soviet coroner, played by Emperor Palpatine, the Emperor. Ian McDiarmid, uh, <laughs> to like get him to make these recreations of the two two of the victims' faces, so that he can get Joanna Pacula to admit a that she knows that they were the victims of this crime and to identify them, and so she can they can basically like close the case on Lee Marvin, which is highly reminiscent of. This uh, this other noir remake called No Way Out from the eighties with Kevin Costner and Sean Young, mm-hmm. and and in that movie one of the characters is a is a spy who's trying to prevent himself from being caught out, and there's a photograph of him that would prove that he's the spy, and it's like it's been like disfigured and burned, and they're using it in a computer to get it recreated. So the whole length of the movie is like how he's got until he's <laughs> got until right. the computer uh, can okay. digita- redigitize the we photo. We gotta do that movie. Oh, we're gonna do it. We have it's on our noir remakes list. We're That's gonna do. Right. 
But it's that this that really reminded me, or this really reminded me of that, where it's like, so there's this one core piece of evidence that we're waiting on, even though everybody knows what the solution to the mystery is. And so the audience is just kind of like waiting for this thing to happen, and it never fucking does. <laughs> well, he makes the head. I mean, he does, but it doesn't really amount to much. Well, he shows it to her. He and shows that's, it to that's her. That's what makes her go like, okay, I, I'll tell you the whole thing now about the sables or whatever. Well, Because he shows, and then it shows, then it shows the flashbacks. Sadly, I guess, or whatever, we don't get to see Willie Marvin actually cutting Cut anyone's face off. off. And, uh, but you do see him shoot them. Some of the most distinctive stuff in the movie is this stuff with these fake heads that they keep, yeah. these fake head reconstructions that they keep making. And, they, uh, and he's like, he's got it in his fridge, and he's like, he doesn't want her to see it accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's in his fridge. Yeah. Why? There's a funny scene it's where, where like Denny opens the fridge and he's like, ah, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes uh, That's a new kind of diet. We're like, what do you want? Some sort of new diet or yeah. something? And he's like, well, and he goes, requires you to eat porcelain heads. He goes, Will you hold on to that? Because I, he's, <laughs> she's coming over and I don't want her to see it yet. It's so dumb. <laughs> uh, but the emperor, like, he's like kind of a creepy guy. Like, what kind of guy would do this sort of thing for a living? Some sort of creep. Yeah. And uh, and so the emperor, like, is saying this to William Hurt, and he's like, promise me I can have your face when the breath has left your body. Ultimate power! <laughs> Unlimited power! Uh, I'm weak, weak. <laughs> power! The dead speak. The dead speak. <laughs> Don't the ones you love eat up your flesh? He has these like flesh-eating uh, uh, maggots that like yeah. polish yeah. off the skulls, and he like picks them up and like, ooh, I love my little babies. <laughs> Isn't he <laughs> in on the thing at the creep. end too? Or uh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I but there is an, an amazing, amazing scene that I'm that I'm gonna post. It's just very strange, pro- pro- particularly out of context, where it's uh, like at the very end, and uh, they have a porcelain reconstruction of Brian Dennehy's brother. Uh, son, is it his, it's his son? son? It is okay. Brian Dennehy's son, yeah. and the, and uh, William Hurt and Brian Dennehy are watching this from like the from the trees, and these Russian apparatchik, high-ranking corrupt dudes, and Lee Marvin like put the porcelain head on a stump and hack it to pieces yeah. with an axe, and Brian Dennehy's like, oh, yeah, he gets yeah. them all mad. <laughs> Well, they smash that head and the other one. Weird. Yeah. They smash both of them. Yeah. Without these heads, they'll never prove that we killed other people who <laughs> yeah. look like them. It doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense. And like we were, what, what are we even talking about here? We're high-ranking Russian apparatchiks. <laughs> what does it matter if there's evidence? Who gives a shit? I we're know like, they could just cover none it up. None of Who that cares? fucking matters. That's the whole deal. I know. And he's bribing them all and shit. Yeah, and the only reason it goes bad for him at the end is because he killed Brian Dennehy, and so William Hurt shoots him. <laughs> and it's like you would have gotten away with it. It's 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 pretty strange. Well, there's a whole like tense standoff between him and the the other guys. Right, are, he's going to shoot the girl. Gonna, the other guys are going to kill because he has the girl, so they're going to trade uh, her for yeah the sables. Mm-hmm. But then he's killed the sables, and then the guys are like, but he that's, says he killed the sables. That's fine. Well, he's holding all the dead ones. But, right, but he hasn't, killed, he hasn't killed all of them. Yeah, he, they, he had an they, extra six. No, I know, but they think he's killed right. the sables. He's uh, holding them. He's like, we're, we're talking about millions of dollars worth of critters they're, here. They're dead. These ferrets are dead. And then uh, <laughs> they look like ferrets. Really tied the room together. <laughs> <laughs> nice then, Marvin, uh, man. He lets her go, and then it, but then it's just like the a dude bunch didn't of, know how much money he had on him. A bunch of double crosses <laughs> going on. You yeah, know, I know. Just a bunch of bunch of double crosses. A guy's got a gun in a suitcase, and he's or in a briefcase. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, and he's opens it in a such a conspicuous way." He's like, it's "I have the money, not a gun." I've opened this, and I'm looking at it right now. He's pointing the gun at him. So dumb. But I, but I liked <laughs> I, I liked the tension of that whole last shootout. I thought was was I thought it was well done, despite you know it, out of context of the movie. Even like it's yeah. like this is a, this is a good scene because then it's then it becomes a standoff between William Hurt and him, and then the girl you know is trying to escape but ends up helping him shoot Lee Marvin or whatever. Right. You know, so, you know, ultimately she shoots him, who's the guy who killed her friends or whatever, so I guess it's, 
revenge or something. And a lot of the movie is is just this kind of weird. And there's a lot of the movie is just kind of weird stuff that you're just kind of like, why is so much of the movie devoted to this? It wants to be this atmosphere, yeah, and 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 talk about the lives of these people who live under this oppressive system and like how that warps their perceptions of like what's it what's right and wrong or what's real because he keeps trying to convince her Joanna Pakala correctly that uh, her friends are all dead yeah and she's just is like no I will not accept it and he's like no I trust me yeah. she, she's definitely they're all definitely I am British and they are <laughs> definitely dead yeah I'm, and she I'm just telling you but they have like three dead. conversations of this matter where yeah. she's just like no 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 and then she finally like convinces her by pulling a porcelain head out she's of She's a total non-entity as a character. Head. She's just an idiot. She doesn't believe him because she fell asleep while he was talking the first two times. <laughs> he explained it to her. I can't listen to you if you're going to use that voice. I just can't. What voice? It's too weird. This is just how I sound. I'm Russian. Oh I'm no. I'm definitely from Russia. He's very he's very much doing that. He should have uh, got Yakov Smirnoff to play. Uh, he should have they absolutely could have, I'll tell you that. <laughs> be like the highest rank. He should be the Soviet premier in this. <laughs> Kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> he should play Brezhnev or they go to the They, they move to Branson at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he opens up a concert venue. Is this based on a, is there a series of books? I think there might character? be a sequel. Okay. I saw an interview with uh, Yakov Shmirnov. It was probably from like three or four years ago, and it was someone talking to him, and Yakov Shmirnov is shockingly self-aware yeah. <laughs> about his appeal. He's like, yes, I do, you know, comedy and Branson for old people who don't understand the world has changed. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Oh, all right. It's amazing. He gets it. <laughs> That's good to hear. <laughs> they want to relive old glories of America. Hey, he <laughs> found like, shit. He found what worked, and he's, <laughs> That's good it's for like, him. It's like Vegas if it was run by <laughs> Ned Flanders. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, anyway, I don't know. We, the plot, it's like, it's like a long movie. Well, there's, the, we've, like, we've nothing detailed really the plot because there is no, there is no investigation. There is no real story that it wants to focus on the romance between William Hurt and Joanna Pacula, which is not really credible at all. But there is a big, long sex scene. There's a big, there's long fuck scene. There's a big, long sex scene. Uh, after, with, I mean, full, with nudity, not full, well, maybe, there's full, maybe nudity. snippets of full nudity, but like nudity. Yeah. And, and is, is one of those sex scenes that I really because they, it's like they both are aware that there's a camera. Yeah. Because they're both aiming their like naked parts away from their like crotches away from the camera. So there's a part when he's William Hurt's like taking his underwear off and he's just sort of like, I don't know where okay, the camera's up there or let me just sort of angle my dick and balls away from that because that wasn't part of the deal. Nobody wants to see that. It's just sign it, a dick and balls wafer. It's just one of those sex scenes. It's not like it's terrible or anything, but where you're just acutely aware that it's right. a movie sex scene. But it goes on, well, partly because it goes on for a long time. And it's really, it's probably two, it's three longer, minutes long. It's longer than I had expected. Yeah. Um, not William Hurt's dick and balls. We don't get to see him. <laughs> He's angling <laughs> we, away we from us. We wouldn't know. I wouldn't Never know. Never see those dick and balls. Yeah, well, if, if, if I got to, I could tell you whether or not it's longer than I expected. <laughs> right. Come on, William Hurt. <laughs> don't be a coward. <laughs> yeah, come on. There's that scene in, that reminds me of that scene. Speaking of William Hurt's dick and balls in Body Heat, where she's like pulling him. Yeah, yeah. You can't oh see his, boy! You can't see his dick in that shot either. Come on! Come on, William Hurt! William Hurt! You prude! Freddy, you Freddy cat! <laughs> <laughs> show us the goods, William Hurt. Hashtag show us the goods, William Hurt. It's not too late. He's still alive. Not for long. 
<laughs> really? I don't know. Who knows? Matt's got some inside He's got some explaining to do. Let's just say. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, don't explain. No. There's a very, there's another. Would you like to take a nap? Let me explain something yeah, right? to you. No. There's a lot of like interesting stuff in this Michael Apted uh, interview that he does. It's interesting because Michael Apted's like very dry, mm-hmm. a very dry British guy who kind of also talks like not like a dry British guy would. Right. He's like kind of gossipy and stuff but he's telling the story that you really want more information about where he's like yes during the shoot uh william hurt was getting picked on a lot by the other actors because he has this uh, an acting style that is very internal and they, they didn't like it and they made fun of him that's just that just means that lee marvin was giving him a no, hard time well no he said part of the story is like lee marvin took him under his wing and oh. like and stood up for him and you're like i want to i want to hear more about the people picking on william hurt on the making of gorgie Barkin, and Lee Marvin go, I'll leave him alone. I could see that actually because <laughs> you could generously say that Lee Marvin and William Hurt have a similar acting style, although I think Lee Marvin is an icon. Right. And so he gets away <laughs> with Marvin it because he's like, Lee Marvin respected. shows up and goes, like, Look, this is what I sound and act like, and you're going to get that. And you're like, Sure, yeah, you're fucking Lee Marvin. And William Hurt goes, Here's here's me too. And you're like, Fuck you, you're boring. <laughs> I've, been watching, so weird. I've been watching a bunch of, incidentally, I've been watching a bunch of Lee Marvin stuff lately. I watched the, the Big Red One yeah. uh, last week too. And, uh, I've been reading a lot of like weird trivia stories like on the IMDb about Lee Marvin. My favorite one so far was off the Big Red One, which is what led me to think that he was giving William Hurt a hard time. Because it's in that movie, it's Lee Marvin with like a bunch of young unknown guys. Carradine, Mark Hamill. It's it's yeah, Robert it's Carradine. Robert Mark Carradine, Mark Hamill. Others. Liam, <laughs> Liam Hemsworth. Mostly people that, that mostly young kids and and Marvin hadn't heard of him. And he, he's like it's like first day of shooting and they're all they're all together for the first time and uh, and and he goes. Like, nobody had talked to Lee Marvin yet, and Lee Marvin goes, which one of you is Carradine? And he's like, oh, that's me. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> and then, they, you know, they went and they shot the movie, and later, Robert Carradine asks Lee Marvin, like, why did you do that? And he's like, you're the only one I'd fucking heard of. <laughs> God, that guy fucking rules. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny, too, because Robert Carradine is playing the uh, Sam Fuller character, yeah, yeah. too. He's playing, like, he's he's the Sam Fuller surrogate in that yeah. movie. There's a great scene in that where he, he sees a guy reading his book. No, I know. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite. Because that's, awesome. that's in the Sam Fuller biography yeah, where yeah. he's like, that happened to him where he was, and he goes like, hey, that's my book. And the guy goes, fuck you, it's my book. I'm <laughs> reading it. He's like, no, I mean, I wrote that book. And the guy's like, fuck you. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you, it's my book. There's uh, I, I watched this really long, like lengthy interview with Marvin on YouTube, and it's like from like 85. It's, it's pretty late. It's like right around Delta Force time. Yeah, um, he and, died uh, in like '87 or '88. I forget. I might have the dates wrong. Anyway, it's it's right around the time of the Delta Force, and it's really funny because he's very sedate. Yeah, like you know, you have this image of him as being this like hard drinking, carousing guy, which he indeed was. But I mean, he's just like sitting there, chain smoking, kind of hunched over, not even really looking at the interviewer or the camera, just like telling stories. He's like t- he tells a really long story about how Menachem Golan wanted him to be Geppetto in a in an Jeez. '80s version of Pinocchio that took place in the future, where Pinocchio would be a robot. And he Jesus was, Christ! And he was like, "Yeah, I signed on to it without a script because Menachem just made it sound like it would be awesome." It's it's really funny. <laughs> huh. We didn't get nearly enough Lee Marvin canon stuff. No, that's a goddamn shame. Not enough Lee Marvin and Gorky Park either. No, he's you know, I mean, he's the best he's thing. In in it. It. He's, he's in it. I mean, he's fucking great. He's in it a lot at the at the very end, and he's in it. A few, you know, throughout the movie, he comes in and goes like, "I'm the villain." He, mm-hmm. he's, and I'm he gets to give kill a bunch I mean, of he people. basically comes in and says, "I'm the villain" at the beginning. Like yeah. one of the first yeah. things he says in the movie, like William Hurt is like, "You knew the two dead people," and he's like, "Yeah, but that doesn't mean I killed him." It's like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, it does." The, since the, he said that, the movie goes through the motions a little of him of like, is he the guy? 
Yeah. But it's not. I don't know that it. I don't know that it's too heavy on that because you you pretty early on. I think the movie. There's is no also other like, person it could be. But I think I think early on the movie is also like it's him. You know. Because yeah, yeah, then yeah. there's there's like the last forty minutes of the movie, <laughs> you, you it know is, it's it him. is one of those weird movie things where William Hurt's like, uh, I I I believe with all my heart that it is this man, and I am a hundred percent sure. And you're like, oh, is this gonna be a thing where he learns to, to, the fallacy of being <laughs> yeah. certain? And he's like, oh no, he was right the whole. It was no, he was right. It's no, clearly no, 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 it was, well, it's clearly. Otherwise, why would you get Lee Marvin to play that guy? <laughs> he's he's trying to take six sables. They um, are little critters. He's trying to smuggle them out. The murder is also kind of funny because, like, he was able to shoot these people, right, because it was at an ice skating rink or mm-hmm. off the uh, ice skating rink. Yeah, yeah. tons of Gork- people At around. Gorky Park, where, but, like, he was able to do it, right, because, like, weren't they, like, the music or mm-hmm. sound was blasting and it yes. was, like, there were gunshots. Muffled the gunshots, yeah. The most Russian-looking <laughs> thing is that they did find a, cl- a classic old bag, old Russian bag lady <laughs> who operates, uh, apparently operates yeah. the speakers at the uh, right. ice skating rink. And it's like that's a, that's pretty Russian looking. What's she doing in Helsinki? And it's just <laughs> so, yeah, whole movie. I mean, the costumes look Soviet, and that's about it. Yeah. Uh, so and there's, nice, a, well, nice there's a they did like they did like a big painting of Lenin on a wall. Right. That's right. Yeah. And they had to just use it over and over again. They just dri- they're they constantly got. driving past it. <laughs> Let's go past that pa- big Lenin uh, painting the again. Painting of Lenin. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. We sure are in it Soviet Union. Parliament, Big Ben. Helsinki syndrome, <laughs> as in Helsinki. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <sighs> but they, it, like, it earned a lot of points with me because, well, <laughs> and it, rightly or probably wrongly, uh, because I kept on going like, why do we keep hearing about these sables and we never get to see any fucking sables? We do get to see them. And then at the end, there's tons of sables. Yeah. and uh, It ends with, shot, with it, shots of sables running off into the woods. And he frees the sables. And I was like, oh, I did yay. like that. I did. I did. And we're yes. supposed to we're supposed to locate that in the same emotional space as like he and Joanna Pacula being a couple in the West, and it's like, or no, he stays behind. I she guess. stays behind, of course. And, uh, she gets, but it's she like gets she gets, gets to, to go be free. free, and it's like, ah, eh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that shit doesn't work at all now because because of like how we. I mean, because we know sure. we know more we know more about what was actually going on now than was then. So like, and that's a big part of it, I think, is that at the time it was supposed it was like. We were just supposed to internally go like it's worse there, and so it would be mm-hmm. better if she was here. And now you kind of go, I don't know, was it? Is it, it doesn't? It, not really. Even like William Hurt, like talking to his boss, who's supposed to be like, look how stultifying this culture is. It's yeah. just seems like a tr- standard boss who's kind of an yeah. asshole. You don't, you never really feel like right. The, you the whole, the whole, you're supposed to be afraid of people, exactly. people shooting you for doing your job wrong, that sort of thing. And and people kind it of only it doesn't just come up, barely and, comes and up, the, never happens. And the like sort of implacable bureaucracy that that we picture as being like the Soviet state. You know, like with its master plans and and every every you know everything planned out uh, and everything dictated to you doesn't really doesn't really come up here. No, there's no there's no version of it as anything other than like a slow moving police bureaucracy. That's well, it. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's like some bureaucrats who are in league with the bad guy. Well, yeah, it's not the system. This the problem is this. It's not like this. They're dismantling the system. Right. It's like that. I was reading about Captain America: so, uh, Winter Soldier recently. Right, right. Uh, some guy wrote this long review, a good review, but it was like talking about that about how like ultimately it's not about Captain America realizing anything is no, wrong no. with the thing. It's <laughs> he's realizing there's some people within this system who are bad that are bad, but the system itself pretty good, pretty yeah. good, yeah, pretty solid. 
pretty solid foundation. Just as we get as, that Robert Redford out of there because he's, as the, he's as a bad As long as the bad guys bad. don't have the satellite right. system that, a few that's bad kill everybody. Yeah. But those that shadowy hologram <laughs> force that runs the country is like, that's fine. Yeah, those are yeah. the good guys. Powers sure. Booth is one of them. Jenny Agater. William Hurt is one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He turns out to be one of them, yeah. <laughs> William Hurt is, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. The, like, the bleakest thing that you can say about the Soviet Union from Gorky Park is that their G- entire GDP based and economy is based on critters. It's a critter-based economy. But that's all to say circle back to it, it did it is an emotional thing when he frees the sables at the end because like the girl getting free who cares this whatever right. kind of and then you get you see him free the critters and you're like yeah because those guys were just those guys were just innocent animals that were going to get made into fucking hats <laughs> you know i wanted one of those hats do you sure now i, mean, I'm I, sure now I really want I'm sure one. they're warm well but. i hope you have eight million dollars yeah. <laughs> right well i'm getting another covid check so I oh yeah it. biden where's my eight million dollars <laughs> my sable check <laughs> you got my vote now i want my sable check you yeah. son of a bitch Give me my worst president of all time <laughs> i did see something where they're calling it the third stimulus uh and I was like, like there, it's like just makes me laugh that the six hundred dollars they gave us that one time right. was like, this is a stimulus. Yesterday, <laughs> stimulate speaking what? of anyway, that, that's all. <laughs> no, speaking of that, yesterday I got a mail, I got a, a letter from the IRS. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this? And I open it up. It's dated March first, oh yeah, 2021. Oh no, and it says. We sent you six hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, I got one of those. And it's like you sent me six hundred dollars four months ago. <laughs> Snail mail. <laughs> Snail mail. And it literally, it literally says it's from the COVID relief bill of twenty twenty. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I I got the money. And they're like, well, if you, which is really funny. Like you're yeah. sending this to me now, just in a- case after after yeah. you said you're gonna send me more. <laughs> just in case you're Mister Moneybags and it was just a drop in the bucket and you yeah. didn't notice six hundred dollars. Anyway, All anyway. Right. Well, here's a here's We're all a. We're gonna blow our, sa- our You got any more quotes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sable. I want to get I want to get this movie out of the way. <laughs> We're so close. Uh, the, I, we would be remiss to forget this part where William Hurt is slapping uh, Joanna Packle yeah, around. Yeah, it's a bit. Uh, and I always hate that. I, I well, I always hate that in when it, the, this person is presented as the coming. as the. Uh, good guy. <laughs> well, it's like it's here's your hero, and he's slapping women around. You're like, I'm supposed to be like, well, yeah. If you're gonna be slapping somebody, it's got to be Billy Baldwin. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, right. that's fine. That's yeah. funny. That's uh, welcome. Yeah, or I'm Stephen Baldwin, if you're if he's uh, in the movie. Stephen Baldwin, if you can't tell which one is which. <laughs> what doesn't matter? Any Baldwin that's in your movie, you should be slapping him. Yeah. And, the, and while he's slapping Alex her, too, he's going, yeah, slap him. If you can get in there, he's going like, you're a whore, Irina, yeah. a whore. And then she like says something, and then he's like sits down and goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He slapped her like. Twice, yeah. goddamn! Uh, this is this is Lee Marvin talking. <laughs> See, this this, he, this movie needs more of this stuff where like he's talking about the the value of or what he finds valuable, and, and you only get this line at the end because he's holding one of the sable hats finally. And you actually get to see what the fuck they're talking about. And he's like, there's no more comparison between this and ordinary fur than Irina's skin and the skin of other women. So he like he likes sable fur. He likes Irina's skin. He's yeah. a skin and fur kind of guy. He's a furrier, which made me laugh he's when they describe him as he an American furrier. As American furrier. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, oh, that's an actual thing. But it made me laugh like a furrier, a guy who deals in furs. Is he an American? F- oh, the American furrier. Oh yes, very good, quite. Mm. Yes, uh, quite Russian. Yes, give me some more of that. Uh, what you so- call? What Soviet. you call it here? Vodka. Yes, the vodka. Ooh, Please, vodka. And there's a part when <laughs> where William Hurts is getting the case taken away from him by KGB, and the KGB is like, "This is our case now," or whatever. And he goes, "What do you mean, your case, you festering baboon?" <laughs> That's festering a good baboon. 
pretty great. You son of a motherless goat. And at the very <laughs> least, this movie does give Lee Marvin this line, I guttered him because he killed my dogs. Yeah. Like, That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it did suck because... We didn't see any of that. Because we didn't get to see it, and then Brian Dennehy was not we in the see, movie anymore. We see Dennehy post-gutted. He is fucking gutted, too. Because yeah. at first, I'm like, I'm like, oh, is this a plan of his? Is he not dead? And then William Hurt like, grabs his guts and like looks at him and goes, like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he smells him. <laughs> smells him. He, he tastes the, the guts and is like, no, these, this guy's dead. These guts these are guts spoiled. Are fresh. These guts, these guts are, are fresh. This guy's dead. <laughs> I'm going to take these home and make some borscht. <laughs> Brian Danny doesn't look at the camera and go like it's like he's not teamed up with his FX partner or right. whatever. <laughs> Brian, Brian Brown. Brown. <laughs> don't have worry, you, have it's you just, seen those movies? Don't worry, really? it's just me disguising myself as a dead guy so I can sneak <laughs> in here. No, he's just dead. Those movies are great because like they're all the idea is that Brian Brown's character uses special effects to like trick people, but yeah. mostly they're just like home alone booby traps. <laughs> <laughs> Special effects. It's amazing. The second we, one is way better than the first. Do we have a third they're one? They're both pretty do good. Do we have a third movie that could go with those? Special effects. <laughs> the, sure. Larry, the Larry Cohen movie. <laughs> that could be pretty fun. Fucking A. Okay. That's kind of like a, De Paul, a Diet De Palma, too. Let's, uh, let's try to remember oh, that. Let's do our ratings for this. Let's get oh, yeah. Gorky Park out of the yeah. way. Gorky R Park. Ratings. talking about Gorky Park. Two Judds, and I'm being generous. Mm. <laughs> two and a half, or two and a half Douglases for the long sex scene. Yeah. Uh... And I'm going to give it uh, 12 sables. Yeah. The most <laughs> 12 sables, they're worth about as much as Fort Knox, from mm -hmm. what I can gather. Yeah. Uh, that was what Goldfinger was going to do. He's going to irradiate 12 sables so that the... <laughs> then my sables will be more valuable. Yeah. Sable finger. I have six sables. <laughs> this is, that's, and that's all the sables. I mean, it might as well. There might as well be a Bond plot that's like that. I don't know. Six There's sillier sables. ones. Sables, true. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna give it two. I'm gonna give it two and a half, Juds. It's just, it's just not great. But there's some like weird, interesting stuff in it, and fucking Lee Marvin and Brian Dennehy. I mean, they're, they're, I enjoyed all the stuff. I like Joanna Packle. <laughs> I've watched surprising that of Joanna Packle. <laughs> what, what other like? What's another? The one that one I remember that? most sure. vividly is a horror movie called The Kiss that involves an evil oh, cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really great and really fun. All right. Um, she was a. Roman Polanski protege. So uh, that's uh, fun to okay. think about. Enough said. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, two and a half, two and a half Douglases. Also, it's it's just the one part, but it's a very long, it's a very long sex scene that is very trying very hard to be sexy. And uh, and I'm gonna give it uh, one gutted Dennehy. Yeah. Uh, wait, what did you say? I had twelve sables. Mm, God damn it! You guys took the two things. Yeah. It's like Brian, uh, it's like the twelve days of Christmas from the beginning and end. <laughs> uh, two and a half Juds. Uh, I I was t it was two up until the end, and then I was like the ending brought me back around because the whole last sequence with the shootout and the standoff and like him freeing the sables. And I really that. love the sables. Like, <laughs> like no, I, I really. It's I not worth recommending the movie for. But no, no, like, but I I, I agree with you. I yeah. it actually got me. Go it got like a smile. Out. I'm like, oh yeah, good. Like it was like this is this is what I'm watching this movie for is to watch these weas weird weasels. <laughs> These weird Russian weasels jump around like maniacs. Oh, and and also it's <laughs> just last last thing about uh, the the interview with Michael Apted is that he he's apparently that scene they actually did just round up. 
12 or 6 wild sables and put them in the cages and they were basically like we're going to open the cages the sables are going to jump out and then you got to shoot them we got to help get you got to get them cuz we're not we're not going to get six more sables yeah. so make sure you get the sh- so all those shots of them running into the woods were just sort of like it's great lucky but apparently when they had them in the cages and they opened up the cages the sables were like fine where they were <laughs> <laughs> and they had to throw them they had to some and so you can actually see they showed this in the in the interview like you can see shots of people throwing the sables <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, What's the credit for Sable Thrower? No wonder they got made into hats so easily. They get caged and they're like, "This is this is great. (laughs) This is fine." Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go half half a Douglas more than you guys, only because only because I was funny to me how the uh, uh, sort of unnecessary the sex scene is too. Oh yeah, yeah, it like is. It's like it's unnecessary that it's in there kind of at all, but also that it's how long it is and how like naked like particularly that she has to get for it where you're like like i don't know that you needed her to get naked i mean i kind of figured that was going to happen sure. as soon as she showed up in the movie <clears throat> but you don't it's not necessary so i'm I, gonna go three three i give it a high i definitely give it more douglas's if we got to see that big hurt you know what i'm talking <laughs> about the hurt locker yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i'm talking about yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's so good um fuck i uh, give it one <laughs> one giant lennon painting uh, yeah that you see, that you see <laughs> a lot, ten or fifteen times. <laughs> all right, it's done. Dorky oh, Park is over. That was the longest. That was the longest movie of all three of them, too. I think. <laughs> Two hours and eight minutes. Oh my god, not cool. Too Four long. hours and sixteen minutes in my case. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> all right. Well, we had to we had to take some extreme measures to uh, talk about Gorky Park. Speaking <laughs> of extreme measures, we'll be doing that after we talk about Thunderheart. Yeah, are we, do- are we doing them in order? God or? damn it. <laughs> or are you, did you want to save best Speaking for last? Speaking of extreme measures, did you wanna, do you want to save best for last? Nah. There's been a homicide on Indian land. They sent him to a foreign land. What's my cover? In the middle of America. You're going in there as who you are. An American Indian federal officer. To uncover the truth. Federal officer, hands on your head. Do it! What's your name? Sure as hell ain't Geronimo, Chief. I think maybe you guys got off the wrong exit, yeah? You looking for Mount Rushmore? Who are you? Walter Crowhorse, Tribal Police. (laughs) You must be the Indian FBI. That's right. What nation? Ray, they're your own people, aren't they? They are not my people. Hey, look. The Washington Redskins. <laughs> let's, let's do it now. There, yeah, whatever. I think I think it's opportune to talk about Thunderheart right now because it has something in common with Gorky Park, only it's done better, mm-hmm. which is it's not really a thriller. Like the mystery part, it's not the primary driver of the story. Mm-hmm. It's all about investigating the way of life that takes place in this unusual location and the different rituals that take that that exist there that 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 have bearing on the overall narrative. Gorky Park fails to do this completely. It doesn't have yeah. a shred of authenticity right. or or the or characters with uh, inner inner emotional or spiritual lives. And Thunderheart does that so well. Yeah. They're both the same where it's like, how about this exotic locale and these exotic people that it, you're interested and even, in? And Gorky even, Park doesn't give you any of that And it shit. even boils no. down to one of the characters is selling some exotic thing that you can only get in this place. Right. Oh, yeah. And that's what's driving the murders and all the conspiracy stuff. Although, the, the, the what? 
what that what they're doing in in uh, Thunderheart is actually stuff that's still going on. Right, it makes as sense a, as opposed to sure. these weird rats. It's much more <laughs> much more relatable and understandable Absolutely. when they tell you that plot than I just, six sables. I just think it's really interesting that in in a sense, if you boil them down, they are kind of the same movie. Well, but one one has that's true. He's just so much. It's this is so much more invested in in telling a certain kind of story about a group of people and the conditions under which they live. And Gorky Park fails to do that. Completely. Well, and I think that like also you have two different lead performances. Oh, one well, is William yeah. Hurt, who's like boring, <laughs> and the other one is Kilmer, who is is actually doing an internal performance yes. that like becomes more external as the movie goes. Yes, you know. So I think that like William Hurt, you never get the idea except when he's like slapping her in that one scene that Ugh. this guy has yeah. any inner life that's going to come out. And in this one, it's all about him sort of starting off as this very square dude and kind of coming around yeah. uh, to to like not being that. Part I of also very, quick, very quickly coming to terms with his, his heritage. Investigating his heritage and stuff, which is the only part of the movie that, th- this is the, that's the part that keeps us from being like five just stars. Just it's five almo- stars. It's almost great. Because it's like, is the stuff where it's like the, the Val Kilmer Vision Quest arc mm-hmm. doesn't work for me entirely. And I think there's- It there's, doesn't need to a, be about a white cop. Exactly. Who's who's a quarter Indian or right. whatever, a quarter native? It's a device, and I understand why they do it to kind of like pr- introduce a presumably and it's white audience. And yeah. yeah. And you I mean, have to give this movie, I think, a lot of leeway because c- it is a long time ago and mm-hmm. uh, the, the culture has shifted and stuff. But I think so there's still, definitely stuff in it where yeah. you're kind of like, ugh. But it also doesn't. It, it has but it, a, for the most part, yeah. it doesn't feel like. Well, you wouldn't do it this way now. No, like, just it's just pretty little things. It is very like authentic in most. Yeah. It seems very authentic to me, anyway. And and in most respects, it's pretty. It's pretty empathetic. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. it's absolutely. It's hard. Is hundred percent in the right place. I don't think there's too much problematic stuff in here, except no. except the sort of. It like veers into like white savior territory, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. think it doesn't. He's not, it doesn't he's quite to be of that it, heritage. I know, it? and that's but that's white. that's the problem. That's the only problem I have is that like it's. And I mean, the movie brings that up because he's basically like, I'm not Native American, and yeah. it's like, and he isn't like half or full or whatever. So it's not quite like those Bronson movies from the spaghetti westerns or any or you know what it was Apache Joe with right, right. Burt Reynolds where it's like he's an Indian. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. Nah, yeah. no, he's not. <laughs> uh, he's well, he's half. No, that's not how it he's works. He's quarter. Um, like he he's like, but it's also just the fact that he's like investigating his history is interesting, yeah. but it just didn't quite work for me. Like the little fan, the little like visions he sees here and there, kind of were like, yeah. I generally like that stuff more, but it kind of just felt it fell flat. I mean, I've they seen do. this movie like three times, and every time it it kind of. That other stuff works better for me in the movie, and that stuff and that stuff always yeah. makes me go like, eh, it takes me out of it. They it do also this helps so- that he doesn't. He doesn't like. Yes, it do, it kind of wants to go to that white savior thing, but he doesn't really save anyone. Right. He solves the mystery, so to speak, although the mystery sort of in plain sight the whole time. Exactly. But at the end, it's it's the the the, the two amigos. factions sort of stand up against each other, yeah. and that's the end. It's the three amigos ending. Yeah, it's basically, well, that's the seven samurai <laughs> ending. <laughs> nope. No, Matt. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and also, I mean, along with also with this and Gorky Park, it, it ultimately the it is like there's a syst- the system is bad. And yeah. is oppressing these people, which this one actually does a better job oh, of, yeah, of, sure. of saying that. But it also is like bad apples within that system right. that are like the, you know, there are people who are working with him that are actually the, you know, secret bad guys. Yeah, yeah. It has a, it has this cool thing where you're introduced to this world and it's like there are these terrorist radicals and uh-huh. they're scary. And then there's the good, uh, the quote unquote the good arm, uh, the arm people. I- Indians. And uh, I'm just going to say Indians because that's what they say in this movie. 
um, but you know, Native Americans. I'm not, pro- yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, that's that's the word they're using in this movie for the for, for the most part. But like they they're kind of like these the arm, yes, yeah. which is based on a, a, a real, real organization thing. called AIM, yeah, AIM. AIM. And uh, and they're and it's like these are the scary. They're, they're 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 trying to make the whole. They're trying to take back the country, and this is scary ideology. And by the end, you're like they're the good guys, which well, is well, the cool. arm the arm guys are the bad guys. The arm guys are the the no. terrorists, right? And they're the good no, guys. No, the arm guys are 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 Fred Ward's dudes. Uh, I thought I thought that arm was the the you know the terrorist no. organization. No, arm arm are the are the guys. Yeah, they're like the ones who. They're against, and then Fred Ward's guys are there. Are like, oh, clean, I, got are the, like I thought going, Fred Ward's guys were the arm no, guys. They're no. going, they're they're blaming all the stuff that happens Arms on the arm guys. Scary, on scary terrorist okay. organization uh, acronym. I forgot the actor's name. Who's in that? Who's also in briefly in Extreme Measures? Uh, the guy who plays uh, he plays the fugitive that they're after. Oh, looks it. twice. Yeah, and like he's, he's an incident in Ogallala too. Yeah, yeah, he's interviewed in that too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, because they're because they're there's the arm is a stand-in for AIM, which right. was the American uh, American Indian Movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was an incident in the '70s where they uh, yeah. took over a portion of it. Uh, well, there was uh, Wounded Knee, and then a couple years later, there was uh, the movie that Apted also directed. This documentary, great documentary that goes that you should watch. That goes perfect with this uh, is uh, Incident in Ogallala, yeah. where the, uh, two FBI agents like chased a guy onto this territory and they were murdered. And it goes into convicting these different, trying to convict these still in jail. Guys. Dude's still in jail. I know. Jesus. And he, and he really shouldn't, he really be. shouldn't be yeah. just, rail, just railroaded into that. Yeah. Uh, but it go, but anyway, it's, but it's really good. Uh, that's and you can tell that, I mean, if you watch, especially if you, if you've watched that documentary along with this, but even if you don't, but it, you can see how Apted's really invested in this milieu mm-hmm. and the material and like, you know, He's he's basically taken that real incident and fictionalized elements of it to make this other story, and yeah. it's really really clear that it means a lot to him. Oh, well, yeah, because uh, Sam Shepard even talks about in the movie in this mo- in Thunderheart, he talks about like you know I've seen some guys out here. This is war out here. I've seen these yeah. these I saw some FBI agents dead with their heads blown off, which is what mm-hmm. happened to the actual real life FBI agents is they got they both had their like faces blown off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it's like but it's not uh he's not talking about that incident yeah, yeah. in this movie he's just you know you, it's, it's sort of fictional it's all an illusion to that. Um, and but it like Ogallala even uses a lot of the same like the like the helicopter shots oh, yeah. and stuff. Like it it's it formally feels a lot like this movie mm-hmm. too. It's really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, if you watch if you watch this you should definitely seek that out. That's on Prime right now too, so Oh, awesome. It's really good. This movie is this is the kind of movie that I really like if it's done right, where it's like a kind of a technically a serious mm-hmm. issues based movie that has a lot of empathy for its subject, but, a lot of but pro- it's also like procedural detail. But it's, and but it's but it's also just an awesome action movie. Yeah, and it doesn't and it does both of them equally, and it and it doesn't take diminish one because of the other thing. Yeah, it's like if you wanted to, if you don't want to pay attention to issues or anything like that, there's gunfights galore, and they start at the beginning and go throughout the whole thing, and they're right. and this movie is shot by motherfucking Deacons. Roger Deakins. It is. It takes place in the Badlands in the Dakotas, which is one of the coolest looking places shot by the, the, my favorite cinematographer. It, yeah. it fucking looks awesome. And what uh, what song is at the beginning of the movie? <laughs> Badlands. Badlands yeah. by Bruce. And of course, we all thought of Kevin. <laughs> also, also, it's really funny, 
funny because Val Kilmer's driving. He's listening to Badlands he changes on the, the radio, and he's changing the station. And then he arrives at the uh, at his boss's office. It's uh, Fred Dalton Thompson. Yeah. He's just mm-hmm. in this one scene. He's like, "I'm he's like, this you. business will get out of control. <laughs> it will be get out of control. We're lucky to live through it." Damn, uh, Rusky's son, don't take a dump. With arms don't take a dump with that plan. Um, but he shows up there. He's like, "I'm gonna send you down to the Badlands, boy." And you just and want, Bel- you just want Mel Kilmer to be like, I was just listening was just, to the Badlands. I was That's just, so weird. Sir, I ought to be weird. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, good. Thank you for the job and all I mean, that. Appreciate it's just an interesting. It's so crazy. It was what, just. That's such what a, a coincidence. I mean. It's amazing. Can you believe it? It was literally just on the radio <laughs> when I pulled up. That's pretty weird, boy. Very weird. Sometimes like, that happens. Okay, I do like that won't scene. Send you there. You I do like that scene where Fred Dalton Thompson sends him on his assignment, too, because it's like. He he literally says, "Look, we don't care what's going on up there. Just clear it up yeah, and yeah, yeah. make it look good because you're a quarter Indian and we want the PR." Do it in three days, and and I yeah. mean it, to to the defense of the movie, like, uh, you know, claiming that Val Kilmer is quarter Native American, yeah. is that like he initially goes. No, I'm not. Don't no, do. Not. Don't don't, I, don't call don't, me that. Don't do me. Don't do that because it's nobody. He's not interested he's, in his and he's, heritage, and he doesn't like it. Really, he's not yeah. interested in it. But also, like, he doesn't buy that anybody will buy that. No, no, and right. He's, and he's right, and that's par- and so that's part of the movie. Although, yeah, so you know, it is interesting where p- where people are kind of like when he gets there, kind of like, oh, re- oh, you're the Indian guy that they brought, and he's yeah. also kind of like, yeah, it's not. It wasn't my they call him choice. Washington Redskin. Yeah, Washington Redskin or, or a Little Weasel is <laughs> what Graham Greene calls it. It's got a lot of great performances by a lot of great uh, Native American like, actors oh, yeah. in here. So, uh, obviously, but the highlight of the movie. Particularly Graham Greene, who's, who's one of my favorite actors of all time, and he's just a guy who always, whenever he pops up, it's like a joy. <laughs> Graham Greene rules so fucking hard in this movie. <laughs> it is It is very... He, this is The movie the, should be about him. The I movie mean, should be about him, yeah. and there should be other movies yeah. with this character. Like It's one of those things where you're like, why like, didn't why they make... Why isn't this the like, Tony Hillerman series of novels? Or Jesse like, Stone or it something. It would be... Th- like, why, no, so why isn't fucking there, cool. Like, there should be, like, a, it should be a series of movies about a Graham Greene as on this, this reserva- character... On this reservation. Doing, solving mysteries. Oh, my God. Like that's there should be a series of movies like that. I think that there still could. I mean, Graham Greene's too old for it, but find another uh, cool actor and, was, and base a, a series yeah. of like cool or a TV oh, yeah. show or something. They did a, They tried to do the Tony Hillerman stuff, and it, it didn't. It didn't take. Uh, mm. It was Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, and it it also has Ted. The movie that they made was uh, called The Dark Wind, and fucking. Uh, uh, what's the guy's the documentarian? The Thin Blue oh, Line. Errol Morris. Errol Morris directed that. Oh, it's, that's right. It's Thin. It's Lou Diamond Phillips and Ted Thin Elk who was plays. Was that a pilot? It was a or TV like movie. A TV movie. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Ted Thin Elk who plays Grandpa Grandpa Reaches in this is in that too. Oh, he's great. He's yeah. great in this too. I uh, love the whole scene where, where where Val Kilmer goes to his trailer and he's watching Mr. Magoo and he's like, <laughs> Grand Grand Green is translating for him. He's like, he says. He Mr. says, don't trust Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo is not to be trusted. Uh, <laughs> Graham Greene is so awesome in this, though. He shows up. I mean, he's he's constantly on a motorcycle, wearing sunglasses, yeah. just looking oh, yeah. fucking cool. Giving Val Kilmer the finger just at looking, every opportunity. <laughs> just looking fucking badass. Yeah. And also, he's like the funniest fucker in, in the he's movie, too. Which is, which is my favorite thing about Graham Greene is that, like, he's like always shows up in these movies. And as he got older, he was more just the funny guy. But... Early on, he was like badass, and you're like, this guy's gonna be kind of badass. Also, he's gonna be telling jokes. <laughs> yeah, there is a scene. I he's mean, he's always flipping him off. He has, he does he does this I amazing combination of uh, funny and gravitas at the same time that is like a really hard needle to thread that he does effortlessly. Where you're like, this guy, I I take this character super seriously. I think he's the most badass, and he's the funniest guy. Yeah, in the world. I mean, this <laughs> is all movie- at the same time. 
This is maybe the only movie where you get to see Graham Greene do like an action slide across He's the hood. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I will be posting that. And it it's is cool. so cool. Yeah. And He's got that cool. cool hat. It's cool. And in, in the scene, you're like, he slides across the hood and you're like, that's not gratuitous. That is just awesome. <laughs> that's I, re- how, I rewound it and watched it three times. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. I don't know. I, I love him so much in that. My three favorite, I mean, I love him and the grandpa and then the three-legged dog who adopts. The dog is great. Her. The dog is amazing. <laughs> the dog who, who like. might not be a dog. It might be, it might be uh, James looks twice. Shapeshifted. Shapeshifted. Oh. Because he keeps talking to the dog like it's like it's looks twice. Who's the guy that they think is the killer. Right. And because uh, he's been he's been set up and he's just like, uh, there's that scene where he's like staking out, he's staking out the place and he's got uh, the dog in the truck with him. He's like, shapeshift and I'll take you in. Yeah. It's really funny. And he gives the dog the milk. The dog and the dog, the dog and doesn't the, shapeshift, dog, which please lead me to believe it is not the no, guy. No, it's not. It's not the guy. But it's the just, dog does look at the camera and say milk was a bad choice. Yeah, right. <laughs> That is super weird, and like nothing else like that happens in the movie, so it's weird. I, I wouldn't have done that. The dog leaves with him at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gets the dog. <laughs> he gets a dog, and he like can, a, it's pretty funny, like because a lot of like pretty high stakes and heavy shit has happened in this movie. Yeah. Like real characters that you like die, and a uh, lot, lot of people die, and it's been it's pretty, you know without getting too heavy. David like, Crosby it, has some ethnic slurs. Oh, that we do need. Well, to we're going to talk about that, but but it is like there's a funny running gag where he's like doing like every time he shows up to Grandpa, who is the medicine. Man, like the, he was a hundred-year-old medicine man. He was one year was one years old when when uh, wounded knee happened. Yeah, <laughs> he's very he's very, very old. old. Yeah, but like still like the kind of like the, the 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 trope where it's like I'm the serious medicine man, but I'm pretty funny too. I'm yep. also like pretty cool guy, right? Yeah. Um, but he keeps on like doing these trades that are not advantageous to Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. Where he gives him a rock for his sunglasses and shit. And then at the end, he's like, another trade. And Val Kilmer gives him his like Rolex watch. And then he's like, nah, nothing for you. And Val's like, ma, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, but I've learned so much about myself. Thank I mean, you, that's Grandpa. The tr- that's the trade. <laughs> but then yeah. he goes back to his car, and there's a fucking pipe in there. Oh, that's right. He's got he the pipe. He gets a pipe. My favorite trade well, is he when kept he, almost, he kept he, almost uh, smoking the pipe with him throughout yeah, the yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. My favorite trait is when he he gets the rock. He he gives him something and he gets a rock from Grandpa Reaches, and then and then uh, he gives him his sunglasses. And then and then Graham Green Graham Green shows up and he's like, "Hey, Where? those are my sunglasses. Here, take this rock." And Graham Green's like, "That's a fucking rock. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. These are Ray Bans. This is at the peak of Ray Ban of coveting Ray Bans too. I remember my brother having like constantly talking about Ray Bans throughout his time. Still does to this day. Ray- yeah, he won't stop. We, yeah. we actually had to send him away for a little while. <laughs> oh, no. Didn't work. It was pretty weird. <laughs> but he somehow managed to raise a whole family without saying anything other than I mean, Ray Bans. Somehow the managed is the key, is the key did he, there. Did, was the key getting him to switch to Oakley's? <laughs> Oakley's are dog shit. I'd sooner have a dog literally shit on my face than wear Oakley's. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> a three-legged dog? <laughs> well, that'd be fun. That could be arranged. Uh, but yeah, it's like a, it, it, this is one of those movies that's got it all. It's uh, like it's I mean, funny. What's the, what's the plot? Uh, well, like mm. a well, okay. So uh, there's been there's been a series of murders on the reservation. Yeah, and uh, they think it's bec- it's like uh, the the arm people that are that are causing trouble, and the reason the government doesn't want too much trouble on the res is not because they're concerned about the deaths of Native Americans. It's that there's a mining rights issue yeah. going on, and they want the they want to mine uranium on the reservation. Yep. Now the and then there's the two factions of the Native Americans. There's the the, the arm, the quote unquote terrorists, the radicals, and the uh, and then the sort of local 
in cahoots with the the federal government guys led by yeah. Wilson, Fred Ward's character. Fred Ward. we, we, we don't get or we Milton, don't. sort of Sam Milton. He's based on a guy based named on a Wilson. Based a real guy named yeah. Wilson. And we don't get enough Fred Ward, I feel like. He's, he's, his role is too It's small. fucking weird. In Incident Ogallala, you see the feds talk about the the two factions on the reservation and they call they call the uh the the like the com- the what do we want to call it? collaborating side progressive and and they they say that and and the the arm people that they call they're called aim in, in real life they say that they're traditionalists yeah. um it's really interesting to see anybody referred to as progressive when they're in cahoots with the fucking feds yeah. to strip mine a reservation for uranium and they all, and they all just drive around in trucks and they yeah. and they look like cowboys so it's very easy to hate them yeah, yeah. you're like oh I, oh there's the guys that I don't like and this shit was real too. Like this is like the kind of thing that really happened, where these guys would drive. They were driving around in these trucks and just shooting up people's houses. Mm-hmm. There's a Christ. there's a there's a lady who talks about that happening to her family, similar to the scene in this where the uh, the that woman's house gets shot up. Yeah, the teacher. The there's a woman in Incident Oglala that talks about that happening to her, and but but in her story, like three of her family members three of her died. Three family members were. were like were just were killed yeah. in yeah. this in this in this thing, but it's the same. It's the same thing. So there's, like, there's I mean, it's a lot of parallels to real life. That doesn't mean that it's also not right. like these. Those action scenes aren't kind of awesome. <laughs> but they're trying to they're, and they're trying cool. to pin it on this guy James looks twice, yeah. who is a a, a, so a quote unquote radical, and they're trying to use that as leverage to to basically get rid of Arm permanently. Right. Yeah, and we meet him kind of at the beginning, coming coming out of a sweat lodge, and then we don't see him for a long time until it, until at the end when we, when it, it Val's head has basically been turned where he's kind of realized that he's on the wrong side and yeah. then he's back again well there's that great scene where he escapes he from escapes him. and yeah and there's, there's Valkyrie a chase. chases him yeah it's it's like only 15 20 minutes into the movie too and you're yeah. just already like god damn like a cool ass like gunfight yeah and it's I, I can't overstate you know i'm like obsessed with deacons and he just shoots the shit out of it it's really good. and there's a lot of stuff in this movie that looks like sicario before sicario yeah, a little bit the yeah, action yeah. scenes at the end where they're driving their trucks in this uh nobody shoots the american west like roger deacons that I guy think fucking Gets that's it. true. I mean, he no country old man also. But there are these shots from like, ugly these, movie. These helicopter <laughs> <Yeah>. shots <laughs> overhead shit. while the oh, while yeah. the, like trucks are like there's a car chase and shit and it's just like gorgeous looking. Yeah. There's one shot in particular towards the end that is like what is what I'm here for where it like starts in like fairly close and you can see Val Kilmer actually saying stuff and in and the car in the car yeah, and then yeah. they pull back and he is driving a car with like 20 other cars chasing after oh, him. that's it's a great car really there's cool. also there's yeah. also the shot where it starts as the Thelma and Louise shot where like you're behind the car at a high angle and the camera actually goes down around the driver's side, around the front of the yeah. car, in through the passenger side, and then they have dialogue. It's fucking and amazing. Graham Greene's in the car with him, and he's like, yeah. "You might want to buckle your seatbelt." Yeah, it's yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> all all other like considerations aside, if you don't, if you're not interested in a movie that is like a, an issues movie or anything, this movie fucking rules I, and is filled yeah. with like awesome visuals and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it works on all it works on all the levels. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Graham Greene is <laughs> Graham Greene's, uh, or sorry, uh, Graham, Grandpa's shack. He's got kind of like mm-hmm. a, uh, um, a little trailer, a trailer that's sort of gone to nature, sort of situation. It's a little like my my actual grandpa's house in the in the woods. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> a little bit. He's, he's a trailer. He, he also built a teepee in his backyard, like like <laughs> like decades ago. That's cool. Amazing. Because it's better. In a lot of ways, uh, I don't think that's why he built he built it so he could cook hot dogs outside in no. it. But well, that's why that's why they wanted him to do it at the end of Mars Attacks. Too. No, I know. I don't think my grandpa has seen or would uh, ever want to see Mars Attacks. <laughs> He'd love it. He's ninety nine years old. That movie was made for ninety nine year olds. 
but yeah, the, the grandpa's grandpa's shack is like right in front of the most famous and spectacular formation in the Badlands. It's like it's like having his shack in front of like Niagara Falls or something like that. It's real, <laughs> Devil's Tower, really primo yeah. location, and they shoot it like it's just beautifully oh, shot. Like, we we haven't mentioned movie. we haven't mentioned that Sam Shepard is in this. Sam, Sam Shepard, he plays Shepard. He plays Kilmy's partner, yeah, Frank Cottrell. Yeah, turns out he's the bad guy. Yeah. He's See, the one who brokered the land deal and killed the people. He's a secret bad guy who, again, the, I mean, I'd seen it before, so I knew that. But yeah. the movie, once you start seeing how, like, how against Kilmer investigating certain things he is, you're kind of like, oh, he's probably in on it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's, it's not too much of a surprise when it turns out he did I it. I think the extent to how much he's involved is a little surprising. He's like, oh, wow, you were you did it all. Shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, when that guy, when, he, when Kilmer tapes that, that guy, the dude in the wheelchair, going like, "Yeah, that guy. That guy is that guy who fucking gave me the machine guns to go kill these people." <laughs> yeah, because so, the movie's instigated by this murder at the very open, cold, like the cold open of the movie is basically this guy getting shot, getting shot, falls face down into this water. The title Thunderheart comes up and Badlands starts playing, yeah. <laughs> and I'm already comes like, "Well, you know, it's, a, it's your it's your movie. It's yours to lose, movie. You've got me." <laughs> and the real you've reason, got me. <laughs> the real reason they shot the guy was because. They had already started the strip mining, which you're not supposed to do, and he had uncovered that and yep. was going to blow the whistle on him. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the water was contaminated and it was poisoning all the people on the res. Yep. Yeah. So this, these are issues that are no longer germane uh, today. Yeah, this we sort of stuff is absolutely never happens at all. No, nothing. Certainly like that. not in the Dakotas. No, definitely whatsoever. not. Or even in places like Flint, Michigan. No, 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 no. there's no relevance. No, there's no relevance. There's no we, kind of. We uh, fixed all of it. Yeah, there's no, no, nothing. Yeah. The movie, the movie wrong. does have uh, technically a very happy ending, which is like good for this kind of movie that it is. It didn't, this is not the sort of movie that needs to have some miserable shit happen at the end. It's, it is an action movie as well and a thriller and whatnot. Yeah. But like, but but that it's appropriate that they did it because it's always a happy ending. I mean, for, yeah, <laughs> I like the, these sorts of issues. I like the way you know. I like the way it ends because it you know it also isn't like. Nothing. It's also not like every. This isn't gonna happen again. I was kind of surprised that it didn't end with like a credit, like a title card at the end that was like, "This sort of thing happens all the time in real life." Like, here are the statistics. Yeah, yeah. It almost should. Yeah, you know, instead of doing that, he actually just made Incident at Oglala Oglala, because he made that after this. Yeah, and well, it came out the same year. But I think he, I think he filmed. I think he did that after or during. That anyway. was a Sundance movie. It would have premiered before. I, I saw. Well, anyway, the the reviews I read, the review I read of it, uh, Ebert's review of it. You mentioned that too. He mentioned that Thunderheart had come out before. Okay. So, most people saw Incident Oglala after, after this. this. Yeah. When, who, whenever he made them, he probably made them concurrently. The point is that he like, instead of having the title card at the yeah, end, he's that like, says, I'm just gonna make says, a whole documentary This kind of thing happens this. all the time. He's like, here's here's a documentary about yeah, how that a happens. Here's a documentary. Yeah. It was basically a counterpoint that also you know is a good uh, double feature with with my fictional movie I made that yeah. has a happy ending. That has a happy ending, but it's not an ending that goes like nothing bad is ever gonna happen. Yeah, and everything was okay. And you it's know. and it also it is uh, to me even though like the very ending is a very classic movie happy ending it's extremely extremely bittersweet because there's a character a very likable lady character oh, who's like lady, yeah. I teacher. went to a uh, nice college and I came back here to kind of like fight for my people and yeah. stuff and she fucking dies off camera too <laughs> off camera they like find her body Mel Kilmer finds <laughs> her in this uranium place yeah. where this illegal ur- uranium and like pulls her face she's like face down in the dirt and it's the head blown yeah. up. Yeah. You're like god damn. Yep. It's one of those great things that I like when a movie like this does too where they it, there's like they have a bit of a their relationship is a bit flirty mm-hmm. but not like there's no no there's no romantic and you like when a movie does that and then pulls back and doesn't actually have them yeah. 
consummated, I always like that more just because it yeah. feels more right where it's like where it's real where it's like yeah you know like in, in Gorky Park I felt it felt like a little like a you little meet this lady forced. and you're like you're like so there's gonna be a part where William Hurt like is like I love you for no reason and he, then that happens and then he's like and now there's gonna be this long sex scene and then and, then that and you don't even and, get to see his dick and then the whole time you're like I don't believe that either of these characters even like each other yeah <laughs> but they love each they other they barely know each so other. I like it in this movie where they're kind of like there's a little bit of a like cute like yeah you know we kind of like each other nothing is ever gonna happen here. But uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, if we get past this very the, serious uh, shit, that's I don't happening. know. Right, exactly. But at least it's, but then it's, she, but it's built on like mutual respect, and and like you know, they they do yeah. generally have the same goals. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't mean it's not even a big part of it. I just yeah. it's there a little bit, and then of course, then she's murdered, which is sad. God, <laughs> by Sam Shepard. Yeah, the root of all evil. This mm. guy, he's just pretty, a, yeah, just he's a pretty real bad. fucking bad, bad dude. Guy. Yeah. Um. And yeah, yeah and oh, Sam Shepard gets like these uh, gets like these greats. This is like kind of later on, you know, like those scenes in Training Day with, when there's like 40 <laughs> minutes left, and he's kind of going like, "All right, I'm not gonna tell you everything, but I'm kind of gonna let you in on like." <laughs> I don't know. The, you like to get wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Butt um, this is this is what he says. Uh, these people can't seem to take care of their own messes. They are a proud people, but they're also a conquered people. That means their future is dictated by the nation that conquered them. And Valkyrie was like, well, because, okay. because now whether or not that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, hey, it's just the way the world that's, is. Yeah, that's what he goes like. Now, whether or not that's that's right, that's, 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 but that's how the law works. Yeah. The way it's always been and the way it should be. Right. And that's all there is. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. Re- it reminded me of... Uh, He's that guy. For some because I think we just watched Casualties of War for the De Palma thing. It reminded yeah. me of, of uh, Riley in that one part talking about <laughs> Genghis Khan and being like, "What are you talking about? We conquered these people. We're the invaders here." And you're like, "That's Genghis not Khan. a good thing." Yeah. Right? Genghis Khan did this stuff all the time. That's not good, but it's that way that Sam Shepard is a smarter character than that right. character. But it's it reminded me of the same attitude where it's like, "Look, we can't. You know, this is how it happened. So we can't. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And it reminds me of how the you know. Look, this, that's the way the world is. I'm absolved of responsibility for having right. to deal with it. Right. It's all these. It, but it, <laughs> the it world's me, evil. I'm not evil. It made me think of like the you know the uh, royal family's been under fire lately right, because right. of this interview where they're like they're racist and people are going like how dare you and you're like they owned in they <laughs> they took over India of right. course they're it's racist <laughs> how what dare the you fuck? say these famously racist people Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> Dude, no they're not. <laughs> What? How anyway. dare you suggest that Look, the royal monarchy is racist? There's absolutely nothing racist about institutionalized colonialism, okay? <laughs> right. The very idea. The very idea. But, Please, but I, now uh, go make me some fucking tea, will you? But the idea that like that like this guy's going like they're a conquered people and not like, you know, well maybe we shouldn't have conquered. Maybe right. we shouldn't have quote unquote conquered them or whatever like maybe that was maybe yeah. maybe if we look back at history and anyway I love Sam Shepard playing a bad guy who oh, believes yeah. who believes in what he's doing yeah he plays a <laughs> there's a little movie called Stealth where he <laughs> plays a similar sort of character yeah. a great film I, I will have to say like that that is just like he he passed away recently right Sam Shepard I don't know about how recently but he is dead yeah like I that was one of the first things I thought about was stealth because that movie fucking sucks and how Sam, dare you Sam, how dare you sir and Sam Shepard is great in it like he I love that movie they just, make friends with the robot the killer robot plane. well it really enjoys new metal I love that how many mp3s does it have all of them all of them and fucking it's choosing rules. to play Nickelback 
fucking stained. <laughs> the movie fucking kicks ass. <laughs> but there's a, there's a whole scene in that movie where Sam Shepard like realizes that like his uh, evil plot that he did for the good for security of America right. is like coming to fruition, and he has to and he blows his brains out with his gun that he has in a locker, and he's like acting in it like it's a real movie. Yeah. Well, Sam Shepard so is one of the Sam Shepard's a great is a great presence because he he never wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I think the first movie he's in is the right stuff. Ugh. And he he's was Chuck a play. Yeager, right? He was a playwright. Yeah. He's Jake, he's and he, Chuck I Yeager, think he right? performed on stage maybe, but he was mostly a playwright. Yeah. And yeah. and he's in he's in other movies. He's in the he's in tons adaptation of, of Fool Fool for Love. But I mean at the he time when Frankie he did and he had to be he had the like like they, Kaufman had to like figure out a way to get him to act yeah. in the right stuff because he didn't know what he was and he but he's like such a cool presence because you can kind of he like you like in stealth he's like I'm taking this seriously because he's like I take every part I'm in yeah. as seriously as the next <laughs> I, I take everything seriously like he's not gonna like half ass it or he whatever. was like a notoriously mercurial tough yeah. dude like yeah. not a pleasant person. Yeah, he is like pretty much what he seems like. Yeah. Like he's I mean, always... if you if you fucking uh, seen or read any of his plays, I know, you know, yeah. it's like I mean, <laughs> come on, <laughs> you have to play Chuck Yeager. You're basically the Chuck Yeager uh, of, of True playwrights. West. True West is, is a, that's a fun play. I mean, no, it is. It, it, it is actually <laughs> it fun. Is fun. Oh, it's really if good. You, if you can watch, if you can find the one with uh, Sinise yeah, yeah. and Malkovich, it's fucking awesome. But it's like, but you watch that and go like. And then Jeez. you see, and you kind of you go like, okay, well, I get Sam Shepard a little more. Like you go yeah, like, yeah. this is some stuff coming straight from his fucking guts. You're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to, if you ever want to just to have him. a real interesting perspective on John Malkovich, you got to watch him in True West, and then also in <laughs> Of Mice and Men, <laughs> where you see John Malkovich doing some weird shit. <laughs> and then you got to watch him in Jennifer Eight, where he has a cold for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but only watch those scenes because the rest of the movie sucks. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it's, yeah, Sam Shepard's great. But uh, Sam Shepard fucking rules, and it's like a it's a quintessential Sam Shepard character. I don't know. Yeah, this, this the, movie's got a lot going for this, it. It's it's just a it's a great movie. It's weirdly one of those movies that I think kind of pops up every once in a while, and you see people going like, "Thunderheart is great," but like you don't. Hear, I feel like you don't hear people talking about it enough. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's like lumped in with like other sort of white savior movies from that period if it seems like that or if it seems like uh oh we don't maybe I don't want to watch a movie yeah. made in the early 90s about like yeah. you know the FBI this and the native american it, and it's it's like I can tell you it's way less dicey than you're thinking yeah, I yeah. think the the most dicey stuff is sort of that they are presenting Kilmer's character as native american at all and this was a movie he did following the doors which yeah. also has him <laughs> On Vision Quest with a Native American. <laughs> and Val Kilmer is also very interested in uh, Native American issues. And if you ever yeah. see pictures of him, he's almost always got some sort of uh, turquoise on and uh, general Native American <laughs> sort of outfits. And you're kind of like, mm, okay. Even in Batman and uh, Batman Forever, he's constantly talking about it. <laughs> he's got turquoise on under the bat suit. Um, he's got a turquoise uh, cod piece. There, but <laughs> his, nipples, that, his nipples on the bat suit yeah, are turquoise. turquoise. Other than that, it has a lot. I mean, it's. I think it's a lot of. Like I said, it's a lot of great performances from a lot of uh, yeah. uh, uh, underused throughout film history. Uh, Native American actors. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the guy who plays Grandpa is. I can't remember any of their names. Ted so Finn Elk. But he's 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 awesome. He fucking rules. He's great. Uh, the the woman also. I don't know her name. Uh-huh. I forgot. But she's 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 great. There's a dude. There's a dude in the wheelchair. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout the movie, who pops up every once in a while. He's the guy who keeps calling him Washington Redskin. Mm-hmm. He's great. Uh, Graham Greene, of course. Anyway, it's but it's like it, so. I don't know. I think it's a movie t- totally worth. The, there, I did want to bring up. Out. There is a th- like because it's not like it's uh, n- it's not like it's a hundred percent not dicey. There's like a few things in it. The thing that you're that I couldn't get past 
It's uh, David it's Crosby. A, well, no. we do. We, no, no, we're we'll gonna get, get to it. We're, we're gonna, gonna get, get to we're it. We're gonna get there. Uh, but there, but there is a thing that they do whenever anything kind of like particularly mystical happens, particularly with Grandpa. Mm-hmm. And they do the they do the eagle sound. Oh yeah, <laughs> they really do, and they do this like six times. Yeah. And yeah. each time it gets more irritating. Where like the the, the Grandpa will say something mystical, and you hear like, that's like Jim Morrison. Sound. That's Jim Morrison's spirit. <laughs> The Lizard King himself, yeah, and Thunderheart is like his his native his Native American name, right? right? Like Kilmer. Well, it's Kil- supposed to be his Thunder- ancestors. Thunderheart ancestors was a name. was a guy right, right. who was at Wounded Knee, and then at one point but he he's, goes to the. But he's imagining himself at Wounded Knee. Yeah, yeah. At that one he part has where the soldiers are, are 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 chasing him down, he has a, he has a, an actual vision. But, it's um, really funny. That stuff's the parts that work the least for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that stuff. It just sort of is like uh, I see what I see what they're doing. It's and a like, bit literary. Yes, it's too, it's too man. It's too much. Yeah, it's kind of almost like it would have for me. It would be almost good enough for this guy to be either if he's a quarter Indian, sure, but like to have him just to have him without having visions, right. like gain empathy for these people yeah. that he uh, he that he shouldn't that he, have any anyway. that he initially well but that he yeah. initially dismissed like sure, yeah. which is the whole point of him but it's like I don't know that I don't know that I buy that he I don't know that he needed to have like actual uh-huh. psychic mystical experience. <laughs> mystical yeah. experience it does lead to a really funny scene where Graham Greene basically says like people you know grandpa has visions that's pretty rare like you you, you might get one vision your whole life and you can tell he's jealous that yeah. that Val Kilmer had, yeah. had a vision he's like man I haven't had one of those fucking visions you get you, you're here for like two days and you got a fucking vision fuck you it was great but yeah, yeah it, it, it's just a, the, the the mystical stuff is a way to kind of like fast forward on the like yeah. him finding his place within this community and all that sort of thing. And Which, it's him coming. And he does go to go through quite a, quite a bit in a very short period of time. Like a week. <laughs> it's yeah. like three days or four days. Or well, they like they're that. supposed to solve it in three days, and then when they don't in three days, they call in the other feds. Yeah. And then and then I think it's a f- anyway. So it's like almost a week. At any rate, he comes around pretty really fast. Good. It's also him like dealing with his. With his heritage mm-hmm. and with his like absentee father and stuff, which I don't, which I find I find that interesting. I just don't know if it's I a need, little extraneous. I don't know if I needed the visions. Yeah, it's a little bit like, yeah, okay, yeah. you know, forcing a reason for this guy to be the guy who the movie's about instead of it being about a guy maybe who goes like maybe we should just have empathy for these people. Yeah, and I don't have to have any kind of direct connection to them. Um, but because his, but his character is like clearly kind of disgusted with this stuff yeah. when he first arrives there, and he's like embarrassed. He's pretty about his dad about it, yeah. and standoffish about it, and then by the yeah. end, he's he's abandoned. He's he's, he's, he's gone a, against yeah. his, so his the FBI or wh- right. whoever he worked for, and is like completely sided with it. Like a, that's a big turnaround right yeah. there. Yeah, that's a very that's, that's a very kind of, that's a movie thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a mi- it's it's like a minor quibble. That yeah. I have with the movie, honestly. Yeah. I would, for, per, I would, I'll take it in exchange for this like sturdy thriller. Absolutely, oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll, if if that's if that's the trade off is like this sort of bullshit, yeah. uh, story of Kilmer realizing his roots or whatever. That's fine because the rest of the movie is so good. <laughs> that vision stuff bothers me considerably less than those eagle. Yeah, yeah. Thi- the eagle thing is <laughs> stop it, and it would be a real easy fix too. If we, I'm just saying, if we wanted to do a real quick and easy director's cu- or like new cut of it, just take out those eagle sounds. I think you should replace them with something else, something cool, like a fart noise. Yeah, <laughs> slide whistle. Whoop. Now I think you guys are making this whole thing problematic. Yeah. <laughs> 
let's talk about something else though. So this is a scene where uh, where Sam Shepard and him are in a bar, and in the background there's a bartender. And the whole scene, I'm like, is that oh, David is Crosby? That David, is that fucking David Crosby? It sure as shit is. I can't tell if that's David Crosby. Then they something happens. They run outside, well, and somebody starts shooting. Somebody starts shooting or throws a brick through the wall or a bomb or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, whatever. It's a fire bomb. Yeah. They all they all run outside, and they the truck's driving off. And, and they're shooting all and these then, guys are shooting at the truck. And then this guy who's the bartender who I'm, who's like, is that David Crosby? Who is a David Crosby type, let's say. Let's say look, he, look, he looks, if it wasn't David Crosby, it's like. He looks like David looks Crosby. Exactly he certainly like David looks Crosby. like David Crosby. And then he goes out there and he yells a line. I don't know if any of I'm us. I'm not going to repeat none it. of us are going to say it. I can, I can give you the. You, you uh, want to paraphrase it. Oh, par- uh, you just, know. Just censor it. The censored version. Goddamn prairie N-words. Yeah. And, and, and when you hear him talk, <laughs> you, his- and when you hear him talk, you go. Well, that's David. That's Crosby. David Crosby. That is David Crosby. And then it's a close-up of him. I mean, not close, but he's in like a medium shot, and you're like, "That's definitely David Crosby." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" It's his <laughs> only line in the movie. He's that's only- how his character is introduced, and uh, that's and the last you see of him. How and, we say goodbye to him. And if you look in the credits, he, his character isn't like a named character or anything. It's bartender. just bartender. bartender. Yeah. And you're like. What the fuck? I like, would love to hear the story of how this like, went how down. Like, how did that happen? Does Apted know him, or did like? Hey, Mikey, uh, you got uh, any roles for? Uh, I'm interested in this subject matter. You got anything old David Crosby can do or in was, your movie? Or was Crosby just like? Was he just fuck, I'm down. Da- I'm down. I need. I need to a day player. Maybe he just was. He's lives in. He was living in South Dakota, and he was like. <laughs> and and Apted was like, "Are you David Crosby?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Will you do maybe this?" I got, maybe, great, he, I got a great line for you. Maybe he owed his weed dealer, and he just needed a quick check. I don't know. It's just funny. It's like a thing. It's like because it's like if you see like a famous person as an extra in a movie, it's like that's not supposed to. Because, right. But it's not like David Crosby was like was before he was famous. Right. <laughs> this is. Oh no. This is. In the 90s, so it's like, what is he doing? Because he's just in the background for most of the scene bartending. Yeah. This is while he was Troy McClure's sponsor. <laughs> he has one line, and it's that line. Know that I love you. <laughs> so funny. Weird. It's very It's strange. jarring. <clears throat> uh, Cody, if you've, if you've got the story behind <laughs> this, we, we would all, we're all dying to know how this, how this went down. Or or David Crosby, if you're listening. Yeah. And we, we're pretty sure you are. We're pretty sure you are. Let us know. Let us in on what's going on with your weird cameo in Thunderheart. If you're not if you're not being if you're not busy being kind of weird and kind of fun on Twitter, yeah, Thunderheart, a movie a movie otherwise notably uh, devoid of '60s music stars, <laughs> saying horrible <laughs> racial epithets. Like and I'm like, only that. Like if that was the whole movie, if it was like every other scene, it's like oh now Mick Jagger's gonna say a thing or whatever. Mm. It'd be like okay, I get it. Bill but, Gates. Yeah, but it's just it's just Crosby shows up. You know, right. Stills and Nash are in it. I think Stills, it. Nash, and Young <laughs> should also have racial epithets in this movie. Exactly, just yeah, like I think round so. it this out. is reminding me of that amazing but totally unrepeatable uh, Neil Hamburger joke about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But I can't. I can't say it. Well, you'll have to tell us. Yeah, <laughs> Neil Hamburger, you scamp. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's pretty strange. Any more quotes? Uh, oh, this is this is one where uh, like where where Sam Shepard is. Uh, you know, we we missed our window to get out of here in forty eight hours, and now we got to stay here. Yeah. Or this is when he's saying we're close to missing that window, and I don't want to stick around any any more than you do. And he goes, "You're gonna be eating fried bread and dog soup for many meals to come, Ray." Dog like soup. Dog soup. Yeah. And fried <laughs> bread is good. I mean, what are you he really. About here? Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's true. Fri- like I said, like you're gonna be eating bread. fried bread, and you're like, you know, fried bread's good. <laughs> There's a pretty, there's a, uh, like a, just a kind of a classic line for the sort of situation that Val Kilmer's in, like, and that uh, also highlights just how awesome Graham Greene's character is, where Graham Greene finally, like, is not, not just, 
punching his dick and is kind of like leveling with him about the whole situation. He's like, he basically just lays the whole thing out and, and not not saying that it's not complicated because like, you know, your your organization did this and that. And he's like, yeah, but you know, we've been fighting for this and that. And then this is what your people did to our people. And this shit's been going on for hundreds of years. And I know that you're on that side and we're on this side and we've got all these things. And he just goes, uh, tough call all the way around, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And the, and then the lady, the, the very sad that she dies. Uh, lady uh, at one point, she, he, like Val Kilmer goes, like I don't want you to get involved. And she goes, my family's been involved since Columbus landed. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good yeah, line. yeah, <laughs> that's badass. I would say, I would say another thing about this movie that's great is that it is like, I think there's not enough movies about or enough stuff about uh, Native mm-hmm. Americans. Hundred percent. And so I think that it, regardless of the stuff that I don't like in this movie or the stuff that may seem like dated or problematic or whatever, it is worth checking out or worth seeking out just just for the fact that there isn't a lot of yeah. – that this stuff is still going on, you know, as we've seen, and that, uh, you know, I don't know, it's not – there's not enough about it. Yeah. Somebody so. seriously, somebody do a, a movie or TV show about Graham Greene's character in this situation. <laughs> it would, I think it. I think it could do get well a, now. Get a young native actor to play the mm-hmm. Graham Greene character when he's young, and but but definitely get Graham Greene to also be in the oh, show. Oh, Graham Greene's got to be in. Because I mean, because he could be grandpa. He's My the best, favorite Graham he's the best Greene role is, in, uh, is in public service announcements on Canadian television. <laughs> Where he like encourages old people to exercise and stuff. Oh, that's great! It's well, real. I'd listen to that. That's great. He was great, kind of playing an older version of this character in uh, Wind River. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always good. He's great in Heat. He's great in Die Hard Three. What? Is oh he, yeah, he is in that. Is Shit, Die Hard Three. That's right. <laughs> he's always. It's always a joy when he shows up. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, ratings. Three and a half Juds. Like Gorky Park, I watched this twice in six months. I watched this again like on a whim, like, you know, whatever, six, but eight months ago. No, it was just the same thing. It was like, I watched that twice, and it was no big deal. I was <laughs> like, fine, I'll watch Thunderheart again. Yeah, yeah. I saw this in the theater and loved it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, good movie. Three and a half Juds, very sturdy thriller with, you know, a good, a good like, a great backdrop that's used productively in the service of something else. Unlike Gorky Park. Uh, no Douglases. Yeah, zero. Mm, zero. And uh I'm gonna give it uh I'm gonna give it geez, ten out of ten extremely valuable rocks. Good enough to trade for Ray Bans. <laughs> valuable. Nice. Oh <laughs> good enough for a pair of Ray Bans. Yeah. <laughs> the finest sunglasses ever created. There are no blue blockers. Uh uh I'm gonna give it also I'm gonna also give it three and a half. It's just not quite in uh, four-star territory for some of the reasons that we pointed out. Um, but, like, three and a half, that's a good score. This movie rules. Everybody should watch it if you haven't seen it before. Yeah. Roger Deakins shoots the shit out of it. Fucking rules. Uh, zero. Zero Douglases. There's not even any, like... There's not even any, like, offhandedly sleazy lines where someone goes, like, hey, how about pussy, right? Or whatever. You know, like, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but there should have been, right? <laughs> Let's get a couple lines where people are just sort of <laughs> half-heartedly talking about pussy. <laughs> Hey, how about uh, how about my dick? You like my, uh, anyway? Let's go fight crime. Uh, <laughs> let's go fight. I hope what, I hope that's some dialogue in the Snyder cut. <laughs> let's go fight. Hey, crime. Well, how about my dick? Oh, whatever. Let's go fight, crime. Go fight crime. I hope that's the shit he's talking about, where he's like, they swear, and Batman's like, would you like to fuck my dick? Not right now. Let's go fight. Let's go Not fight right crime. now. Let's go fight crime. It's Batman and some other superhero. You guys can pick which one it is that he's talking to. 
Cyborg. It's Cyborg. cyborg. It's got to be Cyborg. It was always Bat- Cyborg. I Batman, I don't want to fuck your dick right now. Not right now. Later. We're fighting whatever whoever the bad guy is in this movie. Crime. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to give it one fucking badass pipe that he gets at the nice. end. Like, sweet, man. Nice. Uh, I'm going to give it four Juds. Nice. It's, it's like... Because I, I, at first I was like three and a half, but like the more I thought about it, it kept sticking with me, and I was like, you know what? The good stuff in this is so good. It's like it's for me. It's just it's not quite five because of the stuff I don't like, mm-hmm. but it's almost there. It's really good. Uh, four, and uh, yeah, zero Douglases. There's nothing, mm. not even a mention. Nary a mention of Batman's Wang, and uh, <laughs> to its detriment. <laughs> to I know. Which absolutely. I think all movies should have a, at least one mention of Batman. Harry Potter Wang. definitely yeah. needs a mention of Batman's <laughs> yeah. penis. And you here really we are in Batman. Penis class where you will learn how to conjure up a Batman's oh, penis. Kenneth Bra- I'm Kenneth Branagh here with with a, a bunch of Batman's penises for you to put in these potted plants. Harry, Harry, you don't, don't you think you're a big shot? Well, try about Batman's penis. Try tat- that. The tattoo on his head is actually not a lightning bolt. It's, <laughs> it's Batman's, Batman's penis. Six. <laughs> Uh, Batman's uh, penis is the man, the one who shall not, not be, be named. named. This is when Batman slapped Harry Potter on the dome with his penis when yeah. he was an infant. You'll notice that, like uh, Voldemort, when you see him, looks he, he looks, looks like Batman's shape, penis. Like maybe Batman's penis. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. He's, he's like Batman's penis escaped, and uh, <laughs> this will all be cl- cleared up in the Snyder cut too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I don't know exactly how many. I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, Graham Greene flipping off Kilmer well, as he rides away on his motorcycle. <laughs> it's awesome. awesome. He's just there's Funny a few every scenes time. Where, where they're doing something and he's just driving by and then he they look over at him and he's like flipping him off as he drives <laughs> away. So good, funny every fucking time. Uh, VIP Graham Greene. VIP Graham Greene. God the good, the man. good. I call him the good Graham Greene too. I was like googling. I'm like, I'm gonna, I just, you know, was like watching. Not like that in. shitty author. <laughs> and he's he's okay, <laughs> but gar- it, but it <laughs> did <laughs> that garbage off. It did upset me because I was like Graham Greene, and it's just like all that came up was like shit about right. that. And I'm like, fucking, you know what I mean? No, not the dead British author. Fuck him. Fuck that asshole. <laughs> I bet he wasn't fucking funny at all to be around. <laughs> I've, re- I've read three of that guy's books in the last year. They're funny. <laughs> no, they're good. They, he's got some funny stuff. And, so, and some great film adaptations of, <laughs> of his books as oh, well. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. Based on unpublished Graham Greene. Uh, well, speaking of uh, of cuts. Oh, kind of. I don't get it. I don't I don't know. Well, a surgery. Bit. There's surgery. Sure. Well, speaking of... Uh, Extreme measures. <laughs> Jody, I need a basic tray set up. I need sterile gloves. I need to get them intubated. And I need some relies on this subject. Come on, guys. I need you out of here right now. You too, Father. You're much too early, as ever. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Hey, come on. Talk to me. Help me. Please. A man died on my table, and I don't have the faintest idea why. I know I'm not supposed to say things like this, but I have a feeling I, I may have screwed up here. What about post-mortem? Well, believe it or not, we've uh, lost the body. Well, that never helps. Your hospital's known for losing patients, living and dead. You're quite a creepy person, aren't you? 1996 is Extreme Measures. I saw this in the theater, too. That makes wow. sense. I don't know why I did that. Because it was, I, you know, I would just go see everything. What do you back mean? Then, like, yeah. That's what I mean. That's yeah. the whole thing is that like people. That's the whole reason these movies exist is like why would I mean? That's why people yeah. went to see Kiss the Girls because they're like sure. why it's not I just cause and yeah. And thought I really liked it. What the fuck? <laughs> just cause. With my, all my friends. Let's get. Let's pile into the car and go see Just Cause. Why? Just Cause. <laughs> this is like this movie is like 
a total suspense is killing us perfect Absolutely. movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just an extreme mediocrity that time has forgotten. <laughs> I actually, and I actually like ultimately come down on the side extreme of extreme like, measures. Of more this. like extreme mediocrity. Seriously, because it's like the it's like the right length. It doesn't go on too long. It like it is stuff two happens. Hours. I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd cut fifteen long. minutes out of but this. Yeah, but it's not one of those ones. Where but it didn't yeah. like didn't overstay its welcome. I don't think the yeah. movie was ever boring or, or no, like no. where it was like. Oh God! And no, it's not like it wasn't like it's not really good or bad. <laughs> I think it's okay, and it, it like raises. I mean, the, the central question I think is interesting. You know sure. that like uh, should doctors kill people? Well, I'm on the should, side. I'm on the side do- of no. Should doctors no, no, not commit that. genocide? Not that, but like whether or not uh, <laughs> are homeless people valuable? Are homeless people, people. No, but you know whether or not uh, like would you you know is one life worth. Is one human life worth you know saving? The needs of the thousands. many, Kevin. Exactly outweigh. It's, the needs of the few, you know, it's or the a, one. It's an interesting, it's there an is interesting a, question. A very funny part at the end of the movie where Gene Hackman tries to bring that up, and it's shut down in in the only way that it could be, like very definitively. And, yeah. like, and he's almost like, oh, I never thought about that before. Well, it's, like, like, it's only the first line of my Hippocratic oath. Yeah. Well, within the context of this, within the context <laughs> of this movie, sure, it's shut down very readily because 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 it is a, it is a because he's easily shut because down. he's like. Killing people, right? And he's like, oh, "Well, isn't one of these dead guys worth saving other people?" And and Hugh Grant's like, "Yeah, well, but they didn't volunteer for this." And it's like, "Oh, right, yeah." So that's <laughs> and bad. you're not choosing your grandchildren right. or your your friends. It's these homeless people, right. and you're volunteering them. He's like, oh, "He makes some pretty good points, I guess." I see. So what you're saying is that I murdered a <laughs> bunch of people. That I saw as subhuman. Okay, no, I see. <laughs> oh, it sounds bad. It's one okay, of, it of uh, well, when you put it that it's way, it's one of Gene Hackman's bad. best performances because Hugh Grant delivers this like sweaty, like accusatory monologue yeah. where he's like, "You violated your oath," and Gene Hackman you just goes, pot. "He just goes, huh?" There you go. <laughs> It, okay. Classic Hackman minimalism. There's like some stuff that I knew. I, I had a vague because like you could. I remember the preview, and it's kind of like he's doing what with patience to get this. And he, like they kind of lay out some yeah. of the plot. Um, but there's like some stuff that I didn't. I didn't know that this was going to go into like a secret underground bunker of like homeless, oh, homelessville militia people or yeah, something yeah. like that. And, was, and that whole scene was came out of fucking nowhere. And it's a I long thought, chunk of the movie. It's, it's like cool. 25 minutes of the movie. I like scenes when people like descend into like weird, mysterious hell zones and yeah. stuff like that, and that, and that was really fun. And, and then one he, of the one of the homeless people is uh, looks twice from looks from twice from Thunderheart. Uh, Thunderheart. That's pretty amazing. Oh, this movie also has a really like I'm I'm listening sort of opening where they do this like long like helicopter shot of the city. Yeah, and it's all and it's all it's like a fudged one take, but but it, it's made to look like one take. And then the helicopter like it goes down down through this building. It's pretty cool. And then it ends up on this like this street. This kind of like back alley street, and two naked dudes come yep. bursting out of a door. Dicks yeah. a flopping, and they're and just like you see fuck. a lot of their dicks. It's like oh, it's sure. like a good five minutes of them running around with with no pants <clears> on. Oh, Claude and some other guy. They find yeah. these like plastic. Claude and Tommy. Is it Tommy? Yeah. They find these like pla- these pe- the big pieces of plastic to like clothe themselves, see through plastics, like yeah. the lady from Blade Runner. Right. And they're just like running around, <laughs> and there's a scene. Where this like bald this uh, bald dude, uh, they kind of like these two dudes kind of break apart, and you we follow the one guy, and it's this bald dude, and he has like he's butt naked, uh, and it's I think it's raining, and he's covered in plastic, and he's in the middle of the street, and it's one of those classic like, what did you do at work today, honey? Sort of things like, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm doing good, uh, you know, my acting career that is good. I got this job. Yeah, I was butt naked in the middle. Of the for like four Busy days, for days, <laughs> running around with my dick flopping. Yeah, 
But it, it, but if you're not in uh, after this scene, then I don't know what it takes. Because uh, well, he, then he goes. He finally gets to a hospital. He ends up they're in both, the they're ER. They're both sick. He gets. Up, he ends up in the ER, and 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 Hugh Grant is the the attending at the ER. He's Mark Green, basically. But he's really his character is really more like uh, uh, John Carter. Yeah, because he's because he's kind of a, he's a bit he's a bit like. Uh, Flighty, hot shot, hot shot. He's a bit yeah. like a co- He's a bit. But he's a, he's like the chief, so it's like later Carter. It's I'm like, just saying. It's like Carter, like season eight Carter. I'm oh, sorry, Travis glazed over when you talked about ER for a yeah. second. Oh, I didn't even know that was what that was. <laughs> right. I, thought, I heard John Carter. That's the. <laughs> but eventually, guy, right? this dude. Yeah, it's like, also the name of Noah Wiley's character on yeah. ER. Eventually, this dude codes <laughs> and dies. And he and he dies like it's, it's so horribly like all of this his whole body just like revolts. He against looks him. like he's got a xenomorph in him. He's like yeah, he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his John tongue's Hurt all style. coming out and stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's grim. But like all of the all of the symptomy stuff that that Hugh Grant is like de- is detecting is like this doesn't make any a tick. Yeah, it's totally this doesn't wild. make a lick of sense. I tell you, it's yeah. all over the place. He's all over the place. He says, I've not seen a man code. This is a terrible Hugh Grant performance yeah. uh, impression. But like you get it, he's British. He is doing his like the lab. What the labs show though is that I just you see you see you see if you just if you just give me one moment I can just I can just tell you that the labs the labs say. Simply must forgive. Bear, bear with me. I'm <sighs> flummoxed. I'm quite flummoxed right he now. He produced this movie. Oh, this okay. is a, This movie does point out at several points how fucking terrible our healthcare system is. Yeah, that's, that sure. seems to be what its agenda is. Is yeah. like nobody's getting any help here. And like, which I kind of, which I, 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 the doctors are like, like. Uh, from one scene to the next, the same characters will be like, "Well, there's really nothing we can do about this shit," and like, "But we're saving people's lives." Yeah. It's pretty funny. But I mean, but it's also just like whenever they point when they're like, "How much? Who's gonna pay for these fucking yeah, labs yeah. on this dead guy? Someone's gotta pay for that." And you're That's like, "Oh funny. right, or, yeah." Or, and he's like, oh, "I'm just trying to figure out uh, what wh- what happened to this gentleman." And so and some and some fucking you know bureaucrats like, yeah. "Well, someone's gotta fucking pay for this." Right. And you're like, and "Man, it, our healthcare system fucking." And sucks. it seems like it, from the, the numbers that they're using, it seems like the healthcare system has only gotten much worse because the, the, oh, the yeah. like the labs are only like eight thousand dollars, and it's like it's I feel way, like that's it's cheap. Way, it's way less than that. He <laughs> he busts in on Hugh Jackman and er, Hugh, Hugh Grant, and he's like, "What's the deal with his labs?" For this dead homeless guy who doesn't matter, this is this cost us twenty six hundred dollars. You're like twenty six hundred dollars. That's like my premiums more than that. What was his deductible? <laughs> or my deductibles? Whatever the fuck. Who, who could understand? But they, like they use a lot of numbers to kind of like express how bad it is. Like wow, you good. It's he only gotten worse in twenty five years. Way yeah. Worse. Yeah. Shit. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what the movie is trying to. Po- yeah, it's it, active. But that's it's not. That's not what. Stuff. That's not all the movie's about. But that kind of is like. It's it's like a running gag, if you will, throughout yeah. the movie, where you're where you're kind of like, our healthcare system really sucked yeah. in 1996. <laughs> yeah, it's real shit. Uh, and uh, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Grant's working like 90 hours a week, and mm-hmm. uh, and Gene Hackman's like this super rich, powerful doctor guy. Who and he's about to house. come and work at their clinic or whatever, right? Uh, uh, no, he's working at a different. They just nah, Gene Hackman's just there because oh. he's Captain Captain Big Shot. That's right, famous he's, doctor guy. That but he's moving knows. on to some like fancier Hugh hospital. Grant is moving on yep. to like a research thing. He's, yeah, he's gonna. But but so he's like leaving the hospital. Right. So he's not in the ER. He won't be the ER resident anymore. His life is is uh, only going up up up, yeah. and he's got a great career in front of him. And he, he, he wouldn't he, get obsessed with this one with this, thing. With this mystery. Yeah. It ruins his life. 
It's he, a classic like guy getting obsessed with a mystery thing. And you the know? bad guys ruin his life yeah. like by planting evidence and stuff like that. And it's yeah. pretty funny that none of the other doctors are like even remotely suspicious about this incredibly suspicious situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they like don't care. Paul Guilfoyle, who's like his his boss, is like well, he tells him he tells him to drop it. Drop I mean, it. He's, yeah. I mean, he tells him to drop it because that character is a red herring. Sure, sure. No, he tells him. <laughs> well, he it turns out that he kind of know might know what's going on. No, he doesn't. He at doesn't. The, no, at the because at the end they have a meeting and he's his like, boss? "Sorry, yeah." Oh, it's I, don't, very, I forgot it, about that. It's super strange that like the he, very he, the very last scene is him meeting with him and they're both. He's like, "Sorry he's about like, sorry that. Sorry, I uh, was so mean to you." And he's like, "Oh, well, you should be." <laughs> anyway, sorry that I thought you. Were <laughs> I thought that you were in on it, and it's like, yeah, we all did. It really seemed like he was, yeah. and why? And if he wasn't, then why was he acting like that? <laughs> I really, li- really, I really like it. The audience. The scene where he's he's telling him to drop it. He's he alternates, but like in the same scene, it alternates between we don't have time for this and isn't it a shame it's like yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> but that guy's like following following hugh grant around as he's like trying to get yeah. to the bottom like, of don't you thing. have doctor shit like to do? he's like he's in on it why is he d- it's yeah. very strange Cause you because you, you think like that he's in on it and that like a bunch of people at his hospital are in on it and he even says that's all he even says shit like trust me you don't want to get involved in, the, in like yeah, yeah. What, how much does he know what does he know he and when know. did he know it he just doesn't want him to get involved. He's like, you trust me, you don't want to get involved in Whatever things. conspiracy this is that I don't know anything about, <laughs> I don't you don't know want any, it. anything about it, but it's probably some, it seems conspiracy-ish, and those are yeah. sticky. Those are bad. So you got Bill Nunn and, uh, and, and my David, favorite actor, David, David Morse. David Morse running around just killing people. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, David, like, he starts to try to figure out, he's trying, Hugh Grant's trying to figure out what, what happened to this guy, and he's going around, like, asking after the coroner and trying to find out where the body wound up and can we do these tests and what his labs came back all crazy and meanwhile these two security guys who aren't cops David no, Morrison Bill no, Nunn No I think one's a cop and one's some uh, something else they have different I think general. Bill Nunn is a cop Yeah is he a cop I, mean, yeah, I thought they, they both worked at the, the, the David Institute Morse. No I, I can't honestly I can't remember what da- Bill Nunn's whole th- reason that he's, he's involved just, in Is he just David Morse's buddy who he brings in for backup because cuz they both have like everybody that's involved in the does he in have this a son uh, who's Yes okay. everybody involved in the conspiracy has some sort of uh a paraplegic or quadriplegic right. family member that presumably Gene Hackman will give him the wonder drug right. once, they, once he if they kill kills enough homeless people. Yeah. Right. yeah, a lot of people have made that calculation. Because because yeah. the David Morse character is pretty is pretty calculated through the whole thing. He's like he's like kind of single minded. Like this is okay. I'm doing this for this good reason. And the Bill Nunn character actually he's conflicted about it. Is a conflicted bit. about it's it funny. throughout the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Nunn is is the guy that makes a lot more sense. Where he's like, oh, but I, I love this person, so I'm going to do these things. Where it feels like David Morse is like, this is oh, I, it's win win for me. Yeah, I get to I kill, people. kill people. I'm a bad guy, and I'll get the medicine for my wife. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, of course, Bill Nunn doesn't make it to the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Morris does. Does Morris live? I mean, he dies or, at the end, oh, but yeah, he, yeah. but he, I mean, Bill Nunn gets killed in the subway scene. Yeah. He, of course, he's oh, the, guy, that's right. the guy who's like, maybe we shouldn't shoot these homeless people in the back right now, and then he gets <laughs> run over by a subway. <laughs> Like, well, that's, the, what you, uh, that's what you get for second for having second thoughts about doing bad things, buddy. All the stuff with Morrison and Bill Nunn chasing him around really gave me absolute power vibes. Oh yeah, a little bit. Like yeah. like a like like a semi competent but not very exciting procedural. But I also I think that in 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 the case that's because that, in the case of absolute power, you're supposed to believe that the guys who totally botched the earlier right. thing are like the, the smartest guys in the room right. or something. In this one, it is kind of implied like. 
this is the best that we can get is these guys who are going right. to do this for us. And even then, they're kind of like on the fence about some of the bad shit they have yeah. to do. So like, it makes a little more sense that they're sloppy about it. Uh, then it doesn't absolute, absolute power, power where you're supposed to, yeah. these, these guys are supposed to be secret service guys and they're good terrible at, at their jobs also also, also uh, both working for Gene Hackman true that's right <laughs> Gene Hackman <laughs> they're working for Gene Hackman's mustache which actually controls him in this movie I'm glad he has the mustache I liked it I liked it I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm a fan with him without the mustache oh yeah, so then so then like more of a Hackman like an Al Yankovic sort of deal right, got, Royal Royal's my favorite Hackman <laughs> performance and so well uh, yeah what about the duck of death oh that's good <laughs> duck says I duck that's says. good yeah that's true I just I had this is the first time I noticed how small Gene Hackman's eyes are. <laughs> was in this movie. There's an extreme close-up of him dying at the end of this movie, and his eyes are very small. And I'm like, well, then it cuts to Hugh Grant, who has normal-sized eyes. I'm like, Gene Hackman's eyes are tiny. <laughs> I never noticed that before. Very squinty, little beady eyes. Yeah. Gene Hackman. Yeah. We uh, kind of got ahead of the part where they ruin where they ruin Hugh Grant's life. Yeah, it happens very fast and very they, easily. They break into his house and toss the place, and then they plant. Just under the amount for intent to distribute of yeah. of, co- of pharmaceutical grade cocaine in mm. his house, Ph- Ooh, and then and then grade. Sergeant Artie Buco, Artie Buco shows him. up and arrests him <laughs> for the coke. Now, in my opinion, I they, love it. They would not have done this. They would not have the probable cause to arrest him because the apartment had clearly been turned over and ransacked. But the door was left open, so that means that the cops supposedly. Sure, according but to the movie. you don't. But at that point, there is absolutely no way to prove that it's his coke. Yeah. Yet That's they true. just they just assume that it's his blow the and arrest was, him. The door for was it. forced open, so uh, they could have the people that broke in could whatever. And you're think, probably you're probably right that, that he wouldn't be convicted of it, but I don't. I, I don't, don't think I don't think you could arrest him, and if even if I so, bet, I bet the th- I I don't know. I think the cops would probably arrest him. I don't think so. I think he'd get a lawyer and they'd plead him out at the at best. But no, they wouldn't. Maybe arrest both him. of those cops also had uh, paraplegics in their family. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. just everybody in the ta- in the whole city's it, got paraplegics. It's mostly just members. the way that the scene plays out, where the cop is like, "So you know, Artie Buco is like, you know, you got this coke, and I think I'm gonna arrest you because I just don't fucking like you. You know, it's <laughs> you it's know, really you, weird. Hey, where are you from? England? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what England did in 1812 yeah. <laughs> piece of shit what are you a doctor my great 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 grandfather died in the revolution in the boston War. tea party you like tea you motherfucker? <laughs> you motherfucker you taxed us for our tea you piece <laughs> of shit without representation yeah mm. uh, but, any, but that aside it's just a contrivance for the movie so it's fine there's a really funny scene <laughs> where i was watching this with Corey, and uh and he the, the he gets frog marched into the uh uh, executive thing and every it's like one of those things where everybody turns against them all at the including same time. david cronenberg and yeah, david cronenberg. yeah but but it's one of those things where uh like everyone just sort of like accepts all this stuff that's happened to him like he's been a like a good doctor and yeah. everyone's liked him and then all of a sudden all this shit happens all at one time which he points out to them the, exactly <laughs> and, Cor- and Corey is going like why do they all believe this story that they give it yeah. given to him and then hugh grant sits down and goes why do you all believe this story yeah, after you all but i just threw me? my <laughs> life away <laughs> immediately threw, he lays it out just like that yeah. and they all and they all have this expression on their face like this is a shame <laughs> Trying to stick up for himself mm-hmm. like this. Pharmaceutical grade cocaine, the finest cocaine you can get. <laughs> Apparently, David Cronenberg is the president of the hospital or whatever, fires him on the spot. Cronenberg cam- cam- uh, cameos are always fun. Oh, it's always fun. He's always playing somebody like this. He you know? shows up and you're like, David Cronenberg, weird. Yeah. <laughs> 
Tony Gilroy wrote this. Am I, uh, ah, yes, Tony, yeah, Tony Gilroy. Gilroy. The overrated Tony Gilroy. Oh, yes. He did Michael Clayton, right? Michael Clayton's a good movie. Yeah. I'm just saying, the, Tony Gilroy is overrated because he does tend to make, he does tend to write some sturdily crafted stuff. But if you ever listen to him talk, he thinks he's the greatest writer of all time. Oh, okay. He's just like, I came in there, they fucked my shit up after I left. I, they fired me, I hate him. Like, he's just the worst. Well, he's the guy who fixed uh, He's the guy unquote, who fixed, fixed Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah. And is in charge of the Rogue One show that they're going to do. Okay. Oh, the. Oh, yeah. the. But I mean, he's also the guy who did the Bourne Legacy, the one with the smart drugs and stuff. He's like, I'll only write another one of these Bourne movies if you let me make it because you guys fucked up the last three. Jeez. Did he not write uh, Jason Bourne? He didn't do Jason Bourne. No, he, he didn't well, want anything to do with too. it. <laughs> I mean, I'm look, I'm not saying Michael Clayton's a, a good, bad, or under or overrated. I like Michael Clayton just fine. But I mean, that guy has a reputation as making masterpieces, and most of his movies are just okay. Like I this was one. really just thinking yeah. of. <laughs> Of Michael Clayton. Exactly. And the Bourne movies. But that's what people which remember. I don't tend to give the credit to the writer for why, no. those, why I like this movie. Those movies you aren't know, written. Those, those Bourne movies that I, that I love the writing of so yeah. much. Uh, the, the whole the whole Gilroy legacy, the whole clan of Gilroys is mostly overrated. Oh, yeah. What did opinion. his brother do? Well, there's Dan who did Night... Night uh, uh, what's the fucking Jake Gyllenhaal? Night oh, Walker. Night Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I like Nightcrawler. Yeah, I guess. You, it's fine. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like everybody talks really about, good. these guys are like, oh, they make these great movies. They're real edgy. Oh, it's like yeah. Nightcrawler's fine. Well, you know? I can tell you one person who wasn't. It's me. I didn't think about. I have never think about the Gilroys. Not <laughs> I'm, once. I'm gonna stop thinking about them now. Roman, I'll tell you that Roman much. Israel Esquire, another <laughs> masterpiece. I have. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see that. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's again, it's fine. Oh, I, I've heard that that movie's almost like uh, propo- like no. hilarious. No, it's fine. No, well, maybe I don't. Denzel's really good in it. You know. Well, that's no huge surprise. Well, anyway, anyways, fuck the Gilroys. Fuck the Gilroys. <laughs> fuck that whole family. Yeah. Whole family's rats. You're just going to grow up to be a rat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Tony Gilroy did it. Uh, Hugh Grant gets to be like pretty Hugh Grant-ish in it. I'd, I'd, I'd he's forgotten miscast. the whole- miscast. I, I would assume Hugh Grant is almost always miscast. He has a thing that is weird. Like his whole deal this, is the weird. The movie was written for Baldwin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But again, I I think Baldwin. I don't think Alec Baldwin's right for it either. Yeah. But it, it makes it makes more sense as a guy who would like kind of take charge and do the stuff that Hugh Grant does in this movie. Yeah. It only. I think Hugh Grant only works in this towards the end after like he starts to be. They trick him into thinking he's paralyzed, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like scared man for a while. But like when he's like going through the 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 subway tunnels, chasing down like homeless people. Like pulling guns on dudes and stuff. It's like I don't really buy Hugh Grant here, man. <laughs> there, and, and just like we were making fun of it, but his very his affectation is very noticeable and kind of weird. Yeah, and uh, especially if you have, I haven't seen a Hugh Grant in a movie in a long fucking time, and right. so like it was immediately just like, oh god, this guy's weird. Uh, but there's a part in it because we haven't mentioned up to this point, and there's a reason for it because you barely notice, but Sarah Jessica Parker's in this fucking movie, right? Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, who I uh, have mixed feelings about, sure, uh, but almost every time I see her in a movie, I'm like, Sarah Jessica Parker? She's in a kind of thankless role in this, Extremely too. Extremely thankless role. I don't know what sh- what she could do, but there's a part in it where he like they, they kind of try to get the relationship going with them, and it right. ends up being kind of a red herring because she's in on it, which is kind of an interesting twist, but it's just like a little thing, and he has invited her to have coffee with him. Uh, at uh, the you know coffee apparently a shitty coffee place. Yeah, they keep talking about how shitty it this is. This place sucks, and 
And so she's and she leaves. She helps him do like some paperwork or some shit like that. And then she leaves. And he go and she goes. Thanks for the coffee. And he goes, huh? right? Coffee? Yeah. It's very <laughs> what the, weird. What the fuck kind of way to talk? It's, and he's always constantly just yammering and stammering like that. It's, it's very, very annoying. Strange. It doesn't work. I, it, the movie's schizophrenic like that. Like it, it just keeps vacillating from one tone to the next, and it can't really settle on anything. Yeah. It gets too big. Like the narrative gets too big, and then it shrinks way, way, way down. And it just sort of feels like. It feels like one of those movies that they kept rewriting the script, and it, so it doesn't it all, doesn't all mesh together, you know. Yeah. Uh, you'll go you'll go from like a long conversation with Hugh Grant, like w- w- one of his superiors, on a basketball court, and it oh, just, right. it's just like a really the- long expository talk about like you're burning the candle at both ends and blah blah blah. It's like the third scene of somebody yelling at him about this, and then the very next scene, it's like you're under arrest for cocaine. <laughs> we all believe that he's that he did it, and then like she's, that lady is there. She's another like, character that seems like she's in on it or a bad guy, yeah. and then just isn't. And it's then Sarah Jessica sucker, Parker turns out to be kind of in on it. She's in on it, yeah, but yeah. also like feels bad about it, like yeah. like virtually everyone in this movie, <laughs> except for David Morris, who's like sweet. That's kind of one of the interesting things is like the bad guys are they, they feel a little guilty, they don't you know yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. There's that scene at the end where he's confronting Gene Hackman, and Gene Hackman's like, "I'm just a doctor standing in front of a patient, asking <laughs> for her to love him." <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird twist it's when weird. J.K. Simmons shows up. Yeah, that's right. J.K. Simmons, and shows, Simmons up. shows up, and you're like, you're like, this is probably huh? not a normal because you're like, J.K. Simmons can't just show up and, right. and be a, a good guy doctor. And, and he's, he's, being, he's being very gentle at yeah, first yeah. too. Like, hey, well, I'm sorry to say this, but uh, yeah, you're uh, you're total quadriplegic now, and uh, that's the way it is. And that's the thing about J.K. Simmons, though, is that he's, that's what he makes him so great is that he's he's so good at both of those things. Like he can play like Juno's dad and Juno and be yeah. like and be like, yeah, man, he he seems like a like a normal gentle dad. And then he's also like uh, play on drums Oz, better on Oz for like six right, seasons. Right. Like drum like, harder, you the fucker. Work. Yeah, or the drum guy. I don't you call that drumming, <laughs> the drum you piece guy of shit. In the drum movie, in the drum movie, this drum. is the shittiest fucking drums I ever heard. That is not my tempo. I'll kill you. <laughs> You're dead to me, you You're drum, you drum guy. You piece of shit drum guy. Drum go- I never realized Drumline was such an intense movie. I thought it was just like Usher. It was drum Town. Drum Town. Drum Town. Yeah. Welcome to Drum Town, USA. Population I'm Professor, zero. I'm like, Professor Drumpowitz. It's like a whole town, and they're all drummers. There's a drumming whole time. Drumsticks. Uh, Drumsticks. The movie. We got a dead body killed by drums. <laughs> killed by inadequate drumming. Well, goddamn it! I guess we have to solve this case now. <laughs> it's, up, it's up to me again. Not but you, pr- not you, Detective Drum Drum. <laughs> You're a loose cannon. We're gonna have to snare this <laughs> this suspect. You know who's a loose cannon? It's that goddamn Spider-Man. <laughs> this this trophy that he left is a symbol of there we go. His attention. <laughs> Detective uh, Tom Tom Tom. We gotta find his base of operations. Mm. All right. Wait, did you already say you're going to snare him? Yeah. I did that okay, one, yeah. Sorry. And those are the only drums. That's all the drums <laughs> yeah. there are. Oh, wait. I better step on this foot pedal or whatever Stay you Stay off this it. case. It's not your beat. <laughs> I don't care what people think. That's the best digression we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Drum Drums. <laughs> All right, all right. <laughs> hey, we're all professionals here, all right? Okay. Speak for yourself. We've got over 75 patrons. That's what they're okay. paying for. So extreme measures. <laughs> um, there is a part in it that I really like. 
um, that I that I talked about earlier, where Hugh Jackman is like he keeps on talking to these like homeless people. Yeah. Hugh Grantman, you mean? <laughs> Did I say Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Hugh Grantman. You just really wish that it was Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I kind of do. I don't know. I don't know about this Hugh Grant, and I'm not. I'm not sure I'm susceptible to his charms. It's no Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> well, what is? Um, but anyways, like he 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 finds out about like he's he's looking for the one guy, the other dude who wasn't the bald guy who kind of got away at the beginning. It's a bald white dude <coughs> and a black man. And homeless people are like leading him down just to this like scary um, yeah, area where all the like scary scary oh, oh, this is the scary where all the scary homeless people live. It's like down in the subway the mole, tunnels. Oh, they call them the mole people. And they're like watch he, out for he that. He runs into fucking Danny DeVito and all his penguins <laughs> down there. <laughs> I played this town like a harp. For there were some chuds. <laughs> yeah, there's chuds. Of course, you're you're looking out for chuds. There's this really funny scene though, just like really movie-ish type shit, where he he, he keeps going like farther and farther down, and yeah. the farther he gets, the scarier the homeless people he encounters are. <laughs> and to a certain point, they're basically like, <laughs> and they're like throwing shit at him. But then he goes so far. He could, he he goes so far down that they get cool again. Yeah. Yep. And he finds the mole people, and there's tons of them, and they've got a, like a pretty it's decent totally setup like down the there. Mutants in Futurama down there. Yeah. It's like they got a whole, nice. They got a whole civilization. They look a little ramshackle and stuff, sure. but they got a pretty nice thing going. They this all, is our home. There. Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah. We protect our we protect our own here, yeah. and we we mole people are. It's funny. They're like, "What are you, a doctor? You don't look like you belong here. This is for homeless people. You can't come in here. <laughs> you can't come down here. All the other homeless people who, who didn't. You think you're too good to come down here? Well, you are. <laughs> Get out of here, good man. Get out of here, person only with means. S- only scum down here. <laughs> uh, we prefer unhoused. But I like I like that kind of. It's it's very weird, and in, in the in the movies hasn't been that kind of way. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you're like, there's more people. Holy well, shit! Well, this is before they came up with the garbage island idea. So that's why they live in the sewers. <laughs> garbage island. Yeah. Uh, and then and then he kind of like strikes up an ally. He, he finds the guy, the other dude who broke out, the naked dude from the beginning, and he like he's he no does, longer naked. He does some doctory things, so yeah. they quickly believe that he's a doctor, and then he immediately forms an alliance with them, just in time for them to start getting picked off by yeah, David right. Morris and Radio Rahim. He's like, let's take this guy to the hospital, and then yeah, then they just go and the bad guy show up. Like, hey, <laughs> look out for that third rail. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene. That's the kind of movie this is. There's a scene where a dude gets by the third rail. It yeah. turns into a Fountain of sparks, sparks just like pour which, out of his body. Bill Nutt. If I was ever in a subway chase, that would happen. That third to you. rail's killing me. Oh, for sure. I don't even know what it is, and I know that you you guys can explain it to me. And someone goes, "It's that rail over there," and I'll be like, "Yeah, but you know what? It's going to be dark down there. I'm going to be in a panic, being chased by who knows what. I'm running into that third rail first thing. Yeah, it's right there. It's just going to be fully right there. Electrified. It sucks. I'll be like, "What's this? This is a rail I can step on." Nope. No. Third rail. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get totally railed down there. You're gonna get railed, <laughs> hardcore railed down in the subway. And one, tunnels. so one of the one of the. I mean, it's inevitable that that is how you're gonna die. I think I it feel is. Like, yeah, I am inevitable. Wait, it is inevitable. It is inevitable. Sorry, close. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, one guy gets railed, and then Bill Nunn's foot gets caught. <laughs> gets caught in uh, like one of those things that. He gets caught in the tracks. He whatever. Gets, he gets railed in a different way. He gets railed yeah, in a different way. The train way. actually hits him. And then he's like, "Hey, David Morris, come help me." I don't really. I mean, it's supposed to be like David Morris is being cowardly and he runs away, but I don't know what David Morris. He's yeah. really stuck in there. It is that it, it, that guy's dead. I think it's that thing where you're like, it's like, uh, well, I can't unless I also want to die. Yeah. I don't think he can pull him out of there in time no, no, without no. like uh, cutting his sawing sc- his foot somehow off. very quickly cutting his foot. That off. should have happened. It's amazing. Like the way that they shoot his foot getting trapped in this thing. It's like, wow, he is. Go- they got him. Yeah, <laughs> his foot is in there. It's it's done, 
and he should be really be in a lot more pain. He's like, ah, I'm stuck. It's like, also, your foot is d- destroyed. But anyways, the train comes and, and kills him. You don't, you don't get to see it, which I think is cowardly of the movie. It would be nice to see him, I like, popping. I think this is PG-13, wasn't it? Uh, uh, no, I think I it's rated R. I don't think so. Yeah. No. I guess for the dicks, it couldn't be. There's dicks. Yeah. yeah. Total it's, I mean, this has some graphic of violence in it, you know, here and there. Shutter Island-style flopping dicks. <laughs> Wang Parade. I, I do not like my dicks Shutter Island-style. <laughs> <laughs> you like them old man-style. How would you like old your man dick? Style. <laughs> <laughs> old man-style. Old man-style or Shutter Island-style. Uh, so they, then, then Hugh Grant gets shot as he's trying to run away. Yes. And he wakes up in, in a hospital. Oh, boy. Where J.K. Simmons tells him that he's a quadriplegic. Yeah, I just so you know, you're a quadriplegic, and, um, and, and you're not going to be able to drum anymore. He's scared for <laughs> a little while. <laughs> J.K. Simmons is my Simmons name. Simmons is my name. Sorry. You, you are a quadriplegic. Sorry, you are, you are you're actually. Definitely, you're definitely. You're paralyzed from the neck down. J.K., in case you're asking, that's my name. <laughs> you may not. Sorry, you, sorry about the equation. You may have problems with hearing, too, so but, but, I'm just but, repeating myself. Paralyzed? Paralyzed? So, uh, what did you learn from this uh, this situation? I, uh, I, I, I don't I, uh, I don't uh, I don't don't, uh, don't uh, think think I should should have uh, uh, pursued uh, pursued yeah, yeah, the situation. No, the answer the answer is don't do it again. Don't. Whatever the fuck it whatever is. Whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> Please, it, it, it wouldn't be too much trouble. Put a, put a, put a, put a, put a bullet in my brain. I can't handle being a quadriplegic. <laughs> terrible. That's like he comes to that conclusion pretty quick. He's he's. I don't. It feels like he's only in this situation he they, well, like five it's, minutes. it's revealed later that he's only there for like a day yes and he has and they have him hooked up to an iv drip that is making him a quadriplegic yeah. and it's all to like so gene hackman can sway him to his side and he's like doesn't it suck being a quadriplegic and, and he's like don't you want to die and he's like yes i yeah I, I would fancy death right now <laughs> quite wonderful and uh and then he's like well there you go that's why <laughs> Committing genocide on a massive <laughs> scale. Did, so uh, you're on my side now, right? Did we talk about how he got captured? Because he trusts Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Her he, brother. Her brother in a wheelchair, like mm-hmm. nails him in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. This movie has a thing where if you find out a person has a quadriplegic or paraplegic family member, you're like, they're a bad guy. Well, yeah. he finds the uh, the the garbage bag yeah, that they have him. that they have in the uh, he that it's in the um, the bathroom. Yeah. Is from the drug that the the guy at the beginning was going like it's tri phase tri phase yeah that's he's right he's got tri phase he goes oh what oh dear what what uh, what is what do you know about a tri phase and then the guy hits him in the head with a baseball bat <laughs> and Hugh Grant goes down I go <laughs> down I go <laughs> yeah so Gene Hackman and, and J K uh, Rowling yeah, get to spend uh, kind of time convincing him that it sucks being a quadriplegic so let let don't t- tell on us for killing homeless people on mass. Oh, we uh, forgot about an important part of this at the gonna, beginning of the movie. Hmm? Yeah, we were, I was going to bring it up. Because oh. the beginning, we'll get to it because it's going to be at the end. Yeah, at the well, very beginning. At the very beginning of the movie, these two these two guys come into the ER, and one's a cop who's been shot. Oh my god! By the other been guy. shot by the other guy. It's and, good that we forgot because he, that's what the movie's like. And Hugh Grant has to like eventually make the decision because resources are short and time is limited. That that like we which one are we going to take up to the OR right now? Mm. And he chooses the cop. And that guy's partner, one of his fellow police officers, is like, "Hey, you, Hugh Grant, you the doctor. You saved my guy. Anything you owe me." A favor, or I, I owe you. you I owe you a favor. Anything you need. Here's my card. Here's my card, Officer Favor Man. I promise I won't be in the movie until you need a favor. Either yeah. I'm gone. I'm like, hey, you won't see me again <laughs> right. till you need a favor uh, at the end of the movie. I'm not all right? gonna be bumping around, looking no. like I'm in the movie, being a character. Nope. I will show up 
when you need me. That's it for me. At the end of the movie. Yeah. Wink, I'm a wink. device. I'll just be a device. <laughs> anyway, baby. I brought that up because coincidentally, at the end of the movie, when Hugh Grant is trying to escape <laughs> from, from the from the fake hospital where Gene Hackman is conducting his genocidal homeless experiments, <laughs> they get a, an emergency call. And uh-huh. and the, to the cop, the this this cop is in the squad car with his new partner, and they're they're like the cop is like I gotta go save this guy. He's my guy. He rescued my friend. He saved my partner. And I the, owe him. The I other, made him a promise. The other guy in the car with him goes, "Didn't he get fired for cocaine or something?" Yeah. And he's like, "I made him a promise. It doesn't matter. We owe this guy. Uh, These guys really follow the news, and I it amounts it. to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, he helps him at well, the end." Sort of. Not they, really. They show up and then are like, he's like, he doesn't, the cops are immediately distrustful of Gene Hackman, who's acting very squirrely. <laughs> he yes. sure is. While there's this whole elevator cat and mouse with, it's really with funny. Hugh Grant trying to get And David Morser in the Morse elevator, and, yeah. Well, first Hugh Grant's in the elevator, he gets to the bottom, then he goes back up the elevator, then Hugh David Morse gets in there, and then they have a fight, and then they're in there, and they're in the elevator, and then the cops are like, okay, well, you know, it seems like something suspicious is going on here, but we're going to leave. And then you Grant comes out and he's do. like, hello, oh, no, you're gone. It's really funny because, like... <laughs> it goes nowhere. Hugh it's Grant, just a t- They show up after he, after yeah. he kills him. <laughs> like, oh, I guess we're here to clean up the mess. Holy shit, what happened? Did you shoot this guy in the neck? My favorite thing is after... <laughs> now you're a murderer. ...is the whole thing <laughs> oh. where, where after that whole sus- allegedly suspenseful scene with the elevator and Gene Hackman being all squirrely, the... The guy totally Columbo's him, and he's like, you know, I got one more question. It's nerves, right? Nerves? And Gene Hackman's like, what? What do you mean? Because his whole thing is he's growing nerves in these homeless people, and that's what's killing them. And he's like, you know, neurology, that's for the doctors and nerves, right? And he's like, that's right, it is nerves. Nice to see you. <laughs> and then they leave. Yeah, and they leave, and as big soon as they're out the door, <laughs> the get elevator a plate opens. of dingamagoo. <laughs> Sit a big plate of dingamagoo. <laughs> it is funny, because it's Chekhov's, like, uh, cop who owes you a favor, but then, like, but then when he goes off at the end, it just doesn't it doesn't do happen. Yeah, <laughs> nothing <laughs> happens. He, you know, he he helps clean up the mess after Hugh Hugh Grant does everything. I want to say that it's like weirdly subversive that they play it that way, but I don't know. I mean, the movie if the movie was a little more heightened, it would be funny. But and yeah. I think it, it's clearly kind of meant to be that like, oh yeah, here comes the guy who's gonna. Oh no, he left. But yeah. it like isn't the suspense isn't super suspenseful, so it doesn't <laughs> it's really not work. really satisfying <laughs> yeah. in any it, facet. It really is actually. I don't know how how funny it was supposed to be, but it is hilarious to me that like this. It's a very long scene <laughs> yeah. that Gene Hackman is like on the, the one slowest on elevator the one too. Yeah, there is a lot of elevator antics happening, like different phases of them, like several fights happen. The elevator going Hackman, sideways at some point. <laughs> goes in different directions. And Hackman's watching the whole thing. Hackman's on the watching the whole fucking thing while the cops are talking to him and trying to try to remain normal and that's like the sort of scene that you would see in a movie that would usually go for like a minute or two and it's like the last third of the movie <laughs> is Gene Hackman just going huh oh yeah 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 we do uh sci- oh Jesus uh <laughs> science medical uh, helping people Uh-oh. fuck <laughs> Jet Morse is down he's down that's not good <laughs> shit uh, uh, I like oh, uh, yeah anyway yeah I'm a, not a bad guy I like how that whole thing <laughs> wraps up and then Hugh Grant and and Gene Hackman are having their confrontation, and Gene Hackman is like, but look at my secretary, Karen, here. She's also paralyzed. Don't you want Karen to walk again? And she's, like, openly weeping. And let me tell you something. She has a home. Yeah. So doesn't she deserve... And it is funny, too, because it's also like he's going like that, and you're like, so you're saying that uh, Karen is not only uh, paralyzed... But is also uh, an accessory to all this murder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, so, like I mean, and Karen's doing a kind of like, 
Right? I mean, sort of phase, come like, on. And you're let's, like, let's keep killing. Let us I, keep killing. I just kind of think, like, what's the plan here? Like, is Hugh Grant just going to go, all right, yeah, I'm in. And then, yes, and then right. everybody's hunky dory. We're all friends now. Yes, that might be a more. Right. That might be a fun, a more funny. <laughs> would we, be. we will do the Nazi thing. We we'll, we will do the Nazi experiments. Very good. Yeah. You've swayed me to your side. We will pick and choose who, <laughs> what lives are, are, are of value, and uh, and then we will kill the ones. For like half the movie, it reminded me a lot of Coma. Uh-huh. Um, just because that it's a similar kind of thing where it's this one doctor who everybody's like you're crazy, and then she uncovers this. Except in coma, it's like this sort of more of a vast conspiracy, yeah, and this yeah. one is just a guy this, who's like this who's could, like this who's like it's a, very, a bit of Crichton-y stuff. Yeah, though. it's a very small conspiracy. Ultimately, yeah. is like this guy, and then he hired two other guys <laughs> to like help everybody him do the dirty work. in a position of authority that has a relative yeah. that is a paraplegic. Or I did like how and dr- and, uh, and you know drum the drum teacher the drum man. The drum, 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 Captain Drum, drum. Captain who drum might drums. have a? Par- who, we don't know. He might I have. liked how families how all of their how all of their <laughs> patients in their super secret eugenics conspiracy to just to kill the homeless people. All of the patients are just in one room with yeah. no curtains or walls or anything. It's just like, could we could we not get a individual rooms for these people? <laughs> Hugh Grant gets his own room. <laughs> no, nope. that's true. And they're all comatose too. Yeah. They got them all in medical, and he's like, these men are heroes. They before they were just losers. Well, there's but and then, now but then there's the other guy that. Yeah. You see them actually working on who like they get him walking and stuff, but like it's dri- but it also drives him. It mad. drives him mad. But he he gets his own room too. What are these guys doing? <laughs> are they just too far gone or not good enough? It's pretty funny the way that just the way that they like kind of try to sum up how that it is sort of working, but it also also at what cost? Yeah. Because he's like the 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 guy is like on. You know those he's got crutches, bar, those yeah. bars, yeah, and he's going like, oh, he's walking again, and then he's like, ah, <laughs> he's, <laughs> yeah, like he's grabbing his hair and going, nah, and like, oh, it's not quite there yet. Yeah. We're so close. Yeah, we need to get it to the point where he can do the walking part without the screaming part. <laughs> oh, just a few more dead homeless people. It's an extreme there. measure. It's extreme measure. <laughs> and it nobody is. says extreme measures in the whole movie. Uh, that's a huge but, detriment. But <laughs> it is going to extreme measures. Maybe I did. Maybe what I did was extreme measures. But God damn it, homeless people are losers. That's true. And the other two ones we did today, they he, all say the title. They say the title. They say Gorky Park a lot in that, and then they talk <laughs> well, about. They call him Thunderheart in Thunderheart. That's right. More than, more than once. Yeah. Missed a great opportunity. They couldn't for a have had line. Hugh Grant at the end of this going like, "Well, you shouldn't have gone to such extreme I, I, measures." I, I, I must say, there's a quite. Quite rather ex- extreme measures. Look, I understand these are some extreme measures. That's a my Gene Hackman. It's terrible. Ah, ah, <laughs> I played this time ah. from hell <laughs> with my extreme measures. No, he's Lex Luthor. Anyway, there's a tussle That's and true. the gun goes off and Hackman is killed. Hackman gets killed and he I like he how, goes, the, how Karen, the secretary, is like, oh, no. Oh, she's, she's really she overdoing it. say, oh, no. Yeah, oh, basically. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. No, she really overdoes it. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> okay, then, bring it down, Karen. <laughs> Reel it in. <laughs> okay. All right. Just <laughs> Hackman is like, I'm calling cut here, lady. <laughs> what the hell was that? What crap? the hell was that crap? You told me you went to Juilliard. Reel it in. That's shit. <laughs> Call that character work. More like Crash. Orange Juilliard. Sorry. <laughs> it's Gene Hackman, man, with the disses. Remember that Ben Stiller story? About him meeting, meeting Hackman during Tenenbaums, talking about Poseidon Adventure. Oh, God. That's one of my favorites. I told it's, you this that, story. That story's weird for a lot of reasons. It's just a small one. I just I love it. I think maybe the weirdest part is that be, that Poseidon Adventure meant so much to Ben Stiller <laughs> as, as a kid. Yeah. Anyway. I'm kind of on Hackman's side on that yeah. one. Also, Stream like, measures money job. Money job. I mean, that's oh. funny, but it is also like, like, why would that? 
Hackman before Royal Tenenbaums had been in um, so many other great films. Well, he'd yeah. been he'd been in literally all of his other movies. Yeah. up to that point, and then so like what? Why? Why put, Poseidon Adventure? Poseidon Adventure. Hey, they teach his own. <laughs> it certainly so. it certainly made Ben Stiller a better filmmaker. But as I mean, we can, we can all agree you right? can't argue with the results. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, because of that conversation with Gene Hackman, then I made Zoolander. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> and that, which when we couldn't have had Zoolander, Zoolander two without Zoolander one. So I mean, <laughs> I, it's all a Is chain. Is it called Zoolander? No. Oh, no. Fuck that up too. Oh, fucking bullshit. No. But Gene Hackman, <clears throat> he's dying, and he's and he's like, ah, I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I don't remember what he says, uh, but he dies. Oh, and he's then, gonna. He's like, he grants like, I'm gonna save you because yeah. I'm a doctor, and then Gene Hackman's like, nope, let me die. Something. I don't Let know. me go ahead and die. I shouldn't have done it. Continue. He, he might say something along the lines of like, "Continue my good work," or "It's good. Th- it was good what I was doing." And uh, and then at the very end, um, Gene Hackman's wife comes His up. Widow, to, yeah. Comes up to Hugh Grant and is like, "Hi. Yeah. 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 I know. Don't worry. It's not gonna be. I'm not gonna like harsh your buzz or anything. But I know that he did some extreme measures. She doesn't say it. Uh, <laughs> to like, but he. But what he wanted to do was good. And here's all of his research. And I think you can take this research. Oh, stop doing that voice. Uh, <laughs> I think you can take this. Uh, uh, Homer! <laughs> hi, honey! <laughs> <laughs> My husband may have been a fan off, but he was a good man. The genocide maybe was a bad call. It was a bad call, Ripley! <laughs> <laughs> but she gives him like he apparently did enough. Uh, the movie yeah. suggests that he got enough information out of the, all the, the genocide. That maybe that we did. can maybe we can do some real <laughs> real work. And then Hugh Jackman or Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Grant will take take it and make paraplegics uh, thing of the past. I don't know. Uh, weird weird uh, optimistic ending. And then it's ending. just over. And then uh, it's over. Yeah. This this movie did remind me of that South Park episode with uh with Christopher Reeve and then no. Gene Hackman shows up and he's like what? Because it's about it's about stem cells. Oh jeez. Oh, yeah. And so like Christopher Reeve keeps, I believe, or Hackman. I don't know. One of them keeps sucking the the like spinal fluid out of fetuses. Yeah. But like Hackman, Gene Hackman shows up, and then it turns out he's like a super villain, and Christopher Reeve keeps calling him Hackman. <laughs> so anyway, wow. it just reminded me that because in that there it, it does involve like paraplegics. Is that is that stem not cell just research. a Superman joke, but an extreme? I measures think it was joke? probably an extreme yeah. measures uh, joke. Yeah. yeah, which I hadn't seen at the time. Right. So, but I'm like, oh, I think that was like, wow, that's that's like pretty. That's kind of a deep cut because even yeah. at that point, like whatever they made that episode in the early 2000s. Extreme no, it came out a week after Extreme Measures extreme came measures out. That's how they. That's how fast they <laughs> moved. Extreme Man, Measures had been forgotten at yeah. that point, but yeah. like well, maybe it would forgotten the next. Week. I don't think this yeah. movie was ever not forgotten. That's what yeah. I mean. That's what's funny is that like it feels like one of those guys like was like I saw this movie on TV last oh, week, man. and since we're doing the Heckman thing anyway, this yeah. is one hundred percent a movie that time forgot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it's fun. I like it. Uh, I didn't hate it. This is this is the part that really cracked me up. Uh, like because again, like Gene Hackman has to do all these impassioned speeches justifying his completely unjustifiable uh, experiment. There's just no, nobody's, yeah. <laughs> only a psychopath would be on board with his arguments, you know. Uh, but this is where he goes. <laughs> he goes, these men are not victims. They're heroes. You see them every night, lost or cold or stoned or worse. <laughs> <laughs> like worse than stoned. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I can't even imagine what that would be. But it works when Gene Hackman says it. Yeah, and then he goes, people die every day. For what? For nothing. Plane crash, train wreck, Bosnia. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Pick your tragedy. Sniper in a restaurant, 15 dead, story at 11. So there's a sniper in a restaurant? So I don't think he needs a sniper rifle if he's just picking off people oh, in the, the restaurant. The sniper is shooting people 
outside he's, the restaurant. He's in the one restaurant shooting people at a different <laughs> he's, restaurant. He's at a restaurant. <laughs> He's <laughs> shooting at a restaurant. Yeah. It's like uh, Bob's Burgers or like, something. Sir, can you please take that sniper rifle out of our restaurant, please? <laughs> he's, a, he's a Jimmy Pesto's, and he's shooting at people at Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Relevant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Jay Johnston. Oh, boy. Uh, That's sad. Lock him up. <laughs> Did it turn out he really went to it the was thing? I've, uh, yeah, I it do was believe it, it. I do believe it was, but yeah. uh, there hasn't been any like conclusive reporting about it. He hasn't it. been canceled yet? I do. Well, well, no, I think oh, I'm pretty sure he's canceled. Oh, okay. It, it turns out it was him. Oh, okay. People, people that know him are like, "Oh, that's absolutely him." Plus, he's been on. He'd gone on a bunch of. I guess he'd gone on like right wing bunch of podcasts, podcasts and stuff. And stuff. Uh, so it's like he's not. It's like weird for the rest of us who who just would ra- randomly every once in a while see him in a sitcom. We were like, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea anyone from Mr. Show. It turns was out Tom Kenny was there also. <laughs> 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 he's doing one of his like uh, Kedzie Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about SpongeBob? Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that's my. That's my. Uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Tom pretty good. impression. John Ennis takes over like an Oregon uh, <laughs> <laughs> federal building or something. Nice. Oh no! What happened? Oh no! Uh, yeah. That's Got any more it. quotes from this shit? Uh, I wanted to go out on those funny Gene Hackman ones. Uh, that's as good as it gets. Okay. Ratings? No, it was Extreme Measures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo. Movies. Uh, movies. We have fun here. We have fun here. Uh, ratings. Two and a half Judds. This is an aggressively mediocre film. Oh, uh, yeah. Straight down the middle. <laughs> As I said, a movie that time forgot. Like, I know I'd seen this, had no memory of it. Anyway, it was fine. It doesn't want you to remember yeah. it. <laughs> it dares you to remember it. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it one Douglas for all the swinging dicks. <laughs> Starts out with swinging dicks. Yeah, it's like right right in on the ground floor. Are yeah. you not entertained? If only it was William Hurt's swinging dick, we'd have Come that on, question answered. Billy, Billy Hurt. <laughs> Hurt, <Locker>. Hurt us. <laughs> Hurt so good. <laughs> and I'm going to give it a uh, hundred dead homeless people in the pursuit of science. Okay. They were losers. Yeah. yeah. They were getting stoned, or worse. Yeah, or they, worse. and you know, Bosnia, pick your tragedy. Bosnia. Huh? Oh, yeah, this that is when this movie takes place. Yeah. Oh, yes, that'll age well. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it three. It Jesus. <laughs> it doesn't deserve it, but it is like that kind of movie that I've really come to like have the Helsinki syndrome with with these ones, and I was just like, as soon as that started, it was like, this is our thing. This yeah. is the movies that we do, yay. Yeah. And it was doing all of it, and it's filled with ridiculous shit. It's just a very strange movie, and again, it has that any scenes where people are like going deep into like some sort of yeah, weird like mystery. That. I love that kind of shit, and yeah. it's very and that really shit that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really not does. expecting that, so that was a treat. Um, I'm gonna give it. Z- uh, oh yeah, one and a half Douglases for the flopping dicks. Yeah, you get an extra half. I give it an extra. I mean, it's two flopping dicks. I mean, that's how the movie starts. You don't generally get to see dicks in movies at all. Yeah. So you know, and this movie to, starts to with have them. two. I this mean, movie's like flopping good. dicks, won't you? You're like, it seems it seems that, that, that the movie the movie begins with some some, some flopping well, well, flopping the, the, penises. Well, the, penises. The, 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 the penises were uh, flipping and a flopping. So this gentleman he showed up in the in my ER with a f- flopping, flopping dick. penis. 
He has a, a, a he, flopping... pre- he presented with flopping penis could, syndrome. Could somebody... type, type A flopping penis syndrome. One of you, nurse, could you please stop this man's uh, <laughs> genitals from flopping? So I can't do it, doctor. Oh my! The medication this did that, make me want to watch the, ER again. The weird medication he's on just makes his put dick, him in dick the, uncontrollably <laughs> flop. Put him in the flopping dick ward with all the others. <laughs> Until Gene Hackman can come make the dicks hard again. Doctor, the flopping dick ward is full. It's already at double twice capacity. Stack the beds. Am I, is it so wrong to just want to make people's dicks hard? You know, is that if you could, if you would have to kill one man, but you made thousands of dicks hard, wouldn't, wouldn't you do it? Wouldn't you just do it? Am I crazy? Am I the one that's crazy? Bosnia, pick your tragedy. Think all those, all those flaccid wish... limp penises in Bosnia. <laughs> I wish that's what the movie was about. Was he wasn't curing people from <laughs> being paralyzed? Erectile dysfunction. So and so Bill Nunn and and David Morse. <laughs> they all, the they same, all can't same, get same, hard. Same thing. They just can't get hard. <laughs> I want to see a movie where Graham Greene solves that crime. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on it, Hollywood. <laughs> Graham Greene would be sucks. great in that because he'd be like, wait, it's all about. It's all about dicks being hard. So he would like practically look at the camera and be like, "What the fuck? The, the, what the fuck? This is what the movie's about." <laughs> the scene at the end where Hugh Grant is is, is like confronting Hugh Jack or Hugh Jackman. He's Hugh, Hugh, he's Gene Hackman. He goes, uh, "How can you do this? You're a doctor," which is exactly what Quincy says at the end of almost every single episode of Quincy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, where was I? You got oh, one, one more. Oh, and a uh, thousand floppy dicks. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm also going three. I madness. Eh, well, I mean, it puts one half more. Than, I, I didn't say five. Uh, I just enjoyed it. I I was the same thing where I was like, you know what? This it just like the whole thing. I was like never bored, and I was just like, okay, yeah. I totally. This is this is this is one of these. This is one of these, and I thought it was just really solid. Yeah. Um, and you know, even like the chase stuff was good in the mm. subway, and all, I mean, I don't know. It was just like this is like totally, totally across the board. Middle of the road shit, but yeah. uh, I was like, I can't, you know. I it's just, it. it's just a lot weirder than I was expecting, which was charming um, to me. And yeah, I'll just give it one Douglas for the flopping dicks, as previously discussed. And did fuck. we did we touch on that? No, <laughs> touch. Yeah. Uh, and um, fuck, I don't even remember what else happened to this. Uh, one, uh, one Artie Buco. Artie Buco. <laughs> one Artie Buco because I love that guy. Ah. Okay, that that's that's might be why I bumped it up a half star. Is just uh, <laughs> half Judd is just like ah, Artie Buco. I love seeing that guy. <laughs> Anytime I see a guy from The Sopranos in a different thing, yeah. I'm like, hey, it's that guy. Oh, oh, hey. All right, we did it. What do we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Michael Lapton. R.I.P. Thanks for like all we, the thanks for the memories. Michael all right, I feel like we really honored him with the the flopping dicks uh, discussion. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we? we we were we did give a lot of we did heap a lot of praise on the arguably inarguably the best of the three. Yeah. Sure, like, clearly the one that he had his heart in the most too. Check that out, his thunder and heart. Speaking of honoring uh, awesome guys that uh, that were gone no too soon. With us, yeah. yeah next, next episode, episode. Paxton Americana. Paxton pa- Americana. <laughs> something. We're gonna be doing uh, one false move, a simple plan, and the vagrants. The vagrants. <laughs> yeah, a couple so, more famous ones and three a, Bill and Paxton a, pieces. Yeah, the, I've seen the. Have you guys seen the Vagrant? I have not. I have not. I hadn't heard of it. It is a weird movie. It is anyway. You'll you'll see. It's, I'm excited. It's one of the. It's going to be one of the stranger ones we've covered on here. But I, maybe if, if we have time, we'll cover the fish heads. Uh, <laughs> yeah, song. we might. It's got a great Paxton performance. <laughs> anyway, I'm excited for this next one. Yeah. Until so, then. Until then. Uh, uh, check us out on our Patreon. Patreon. Our, finally, our De Palma ones are going to start coming out. Yeah, out. The first episode will be up before. I think before, before this. Yes. before this one is. So yeah. 
if you're listening to this, you've already, and you're a patron, you all have also already listened to our first half of our Five Diplomas, yeah. where we talk about a whole book that we all read. Yeah. If you like uh, me reading se- whole sex scenes. And getting <laughs> caught in the rain. <laughs> wow. Well, we got to go out on that. Right. Until then. Right, until next time, the suspense is killing us. Bye. 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 Where was I tonight?